Columbia Lions football is on the air. Tonight's game on WKRM is being brought to you by Parks Motor Sales, by Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, by Ten Pin Alley, by Fast Stop Markets, Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Columbia Foodland, Holland's Pharmacy, Family Dental Associates of Spring Hill, by Custom Stone Handlers, Brown's Body Shop, by Murray Regional Medical Center, by Quick Mart, by Davis Heating and Cooling. Sands Fence Company, Baird Financial, The Parker Group, by First Farmers, by The Garbage Man, and by Caledonian Financial. And now to the field for tonight's game, here's Lewis and Lee Maddox. And welcome in everyone to the TSSAA High School Football Playoffs. Tonight the first round of 32 in Class 5A as the Columbia Central Lions We'll face off with the Centennial Cougars under the Friday night lights on a beautiful fall night here in Franklin, Tennessee. Hello again, everyone. Lee Maddox alongside former Lion Great and my son, Lewis Maddox, as the Cougar. We're at Cougar Stadium where we'll have the call of the game at the top of the hour. And, Lewis, we begin this second season of football, as some call it. The regular season is over, and now it's the playoffs, something each team member has been looking towards to since July, right? And for Columbia, the last time we were in the playoffs, you were playing in the playoffs two years ago at Green Hill. They hadn't been in the playoffs in two years. What do you think? It's yeah, a special it, night, right? I really didn't think about that. That's, that's kind of a, a interesting fact you threw on me. Of course, they were 3-7 and seven last year, the Columbia Lions, and have really flipped things around now seven and three in the regular season but yeah like you mentioned a brand new season you can throw that seven and three right out the window because both these teams are coming into this one o and o zero and zero um and it's going to take everything in the lion's power to to over overpower uh these cougars tonight it's going to be a very interesting game my tv 30s in the house that's why we're not live streaming tonight on facebook and youtube um, so, yeah, you know, got a lot of interest in this game. It's going to be on TV. It's a really exciting time. I know the guys are excited, and hopefully we can come out of uh, Franklin, Tennessee with a win tonight going back to Columbia. And, again, it's just it's playoff football. You know, this is what, you, you know, you started those, uh, th- those guys started practice when it was so, so hot in July. And uh, even, you know, the workouts were going on throughout the summer, even before that. But, you know, those August break. Yeah, those August days when it was so hot. That's what you're playing for is a spot to have a chance, you know, to move on in the playoffs. Because, you know, there's 32 teams here tonight. Columbia's one of them. The Centennial Cougars are one of them. Both of those teams are, are looking tonight to try to make it to the state championship game, and that's going to be played in Chattanooga December the 1st. That's a goal for everyone, but uh, only two can make it. And Columbia has a chance, just like everyone else, playoff football just means more. So we had a chance to talk with a couple of the players that will be playing tonight, and uh, we'll hear from them as we get ready, get closer to kickoff. And joining me now is sophomore quarterback Burton Moore. Burton, uh, your thoughts? Uh, it's been a great season. Yes, you sir. came in the last few games as the starter, yes, uh, as the leader of the offense, and you, you guys have had a good season, 7-3. and three. Your thoughts on the year? I thought we uh, had a pretty good season. Uh, offense uh, got better, and we just we started coming together as a team, I felt like, and looking forward to, looking forward to this game. 
So what about this thing? This this is something that you, you you're a sophomore. You, you weren't here two years ago, the last time they were in the playoffs. But when you make the playoffs, that's what you're. That's why you're here. That's why you started the way you did back in July, working for this moment, this game tonight. Your thoughts on on facing Centennial tonight? Uh, I feel like if we come together as a team and just work together, I feel like we can come out with the win and just do what we practice all week. How has practice been for you this week? I felt like it was pretty good. We we had a great week. Uh, everyone, I felt like, did, especially our offense and defense. We're just keep working hard. Good luck tonight. Thank you. Appreciate it. And joining me now is senior defensive lineman Tristan Harden. And uh, Tristan, tonight, a huge game, something that you've been preparing for a long time. You guys were out of the playoffs last year. It's been two years since you've been in the playoffs. Your thoughts on making it to this point and this game tonight? I think that we'll do good tonight. You know, we've been preparing all week for this, and uh, I think that we're all ready, and I think that we'll have a great game tonight. And it's something, again, you hadn't played in the playoffs in two years, right? So it's kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. Last year, not getting there in the disappointing season. This year, it's been you know, it's been just the opposite, right? Yes, sir. What, what do you think about the season? If you had to look back on this season, what, what comes to mind? I think that we accomplished uh, a lot better than what we did last year and the year before. I think we have a good chance to go all the way if we really want to, if we all come together and play as a team. And it's going to take a lot on defense, right? Yes, sir. All right, you ready? Yes, sir. All right, good luck tonight. The ending of the national anthem here being played here at Centennial High School at, uh, as the Columbia Lions get ready to do battle against the Cougars of Centennial. Pretty and, flamboyant uh, national anthem. Yeah, uh, yeah it I was. Do you say it so was. myself? Yeah, it was. So, uh, but it's good to, that we we're, we're always doing that to, to honor our country, and we're we're coming up on close to Veterans Day as well. So we always need to remember. Uh, the, the importance of, of having the, the the national anthem played at these contests. So you heard from Burton Moore, Lewis, as a sophomore, you know, getting the start. He, he you know, st- got started two or three games ago, and he's a sophomore. And then you heard from Tristan Harden, a guy you played with who's a senior, you know, that, that hadn't tasted playoff football. Of course, Burton hadn't done any kind of playoff football, but, but it's kind of neat. Since to, Tristan was a freshman, I guess, so. Um, right. Or no, he would have been a, a sophomore. sophomore. Yeah. But yeah, Tristan, you know, that, he's a, you know, kind of a younger guy that I actually sat with sat in lunch with when I was a senior in high school. Uh, um, one of the hardest working kids on the team. It, you know, a lot of guys get mad at him, uh, especially when I played. A lot of guys got mad at him for going too hard in practice. 
Um, yeah. And, you know, we, we, we probably should have taken a note out of his book to, to try and do a little bit more in practice. But, yeah, Tristan, uh, great guy. Glad he's he's got some opportunities in his senior season. Uh, his little brother is actually on the team, too, and they're pretty much identical twins if you see him on the field. Um, Robert Harden, two, okay. two Hardens on the football team, um, and he's just a freshman this season. So, yeah, very excited for Tristan. Burton uh, obviously has stepped in and done a great job this year. He's got a very, very high ceiling. I think we've seen uh, that he has got a very high ceiling. We've, we've, we've seen some, you know, some inexperienced type things throughout the season, but, you know, for the most part, doesn't look like a sophomore back there when he's when he's taking snaps uh, and leading this Columbia offense behind uh, offensive coordinator John Moore. He just looks really comfortable back there, other than a few things that make him look like he's a sophomore. But obviously, like I said, a very very high ceiling for him and a great experience here in a, in a hostile environment here at Centennial. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Yeah, it is. There's no doubt. Uh, a lot of excitement building towards the top of the hour and as lewis mentioned my tv 30 it's the friday night rivals game of the week so all of the mid-state is will can tune in to watch this game and and uh, hopefully we're going to see columbia uh to prevail and see burton moore throwing a lot of touchdown passes and tristan harden getting sacks on, on a, a pretty good offense that uh, centennial will bring out tonight now this is the seventh meeting between these two schools, the series is tied at three. The first meeting back in 2005, and they were kind of somewhat in the same division at that time where they were playing uh, year in, year out. And the last meeting was uh, was right here, and that was a Columbia win, and that was in the 2010 state championship season. So uh, Centennial's record this year, 8-2, and two, they lost to undefeated Brentwood, they won their first seven games of the season. You know, started out seven and zero, and then uh, there towards the end of the right before their fall break, they played Brentwood, who is you know six A school. They're ten and zero this year. They they lost to them twenty eight to twenty one, and then they had their bye week, same as we did. And then after the bye, they played another fold that <laughs> we played a time or two. Page they got beat by Page twenty four to twelve. And of course, that's in their region. Otherwise. They dominated their schedule in Region 6-5A. They finished second with a 4-1 record in the division, and they beat Independence in overtime back in Week 3. That's another 6A school. So, you know, this is a, this is a team, to, to you know, that's really – they've had a very successful season. Two losses with uh, both those teams beating them combined 19-1. and one. Yeah, so yeah. So if that tells you anything, it's going it's to be a tough matchup. But I think Columbia's got what it takes. I think they match up well with this team. They play defense like they've been playing in a few games this year to, to the standard that that Columbia Central uh, holds to their football players. And when we get some things going on offense, this is going to be really really fun to watch. Captains are gathering or getting ready to gather at midfield. They're waiting to go out, and we had the chance to speak with head coach Tredarius Golf. So let's get the last word before kickoff with Coach Golf. And joining us now is head coach Tredarius Goff of the Columbia Central Lions. Coach Goff, uh, it's playoff time. Mm-hmm. Tonight, uh, your team in the first round of the TSSAA playoffs, and I know it's got to be a special moment for you uh, because it's something that's dear to you. You know how special it is for a team to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You guys are there, number three seed, mm-hmm. with a chance tonight to, to take on the Centennial. Your, your thoughts on making the playoffs? Oh uh, man, it's a um, 
it's very big to me um, to come back here with these guys and watch them in the offseason work hard and put in the work they did and, and earn a bid in the playoffs, man. So it just goes to show the testament of the hard work that they put in, the dedication uh, that they've had to the program and um, and want to win, you know, um, because every team's working hard in the summer and offseason, but some teams doing it different and, and, and carry that on throughout the season so that they are able to make it to the playoffs. And this is what this team had did, had did for us, man. And um, and to the playoffs, like you said, the playoffs mean a lot to me, you know, winning the state championship, uh, being offensive, offense and defensive MVP on both sides of the ball. Um, and that's what I just told these guys. When you get in the playoffs, man, it's 0-0. Zero, zero. It comes down to who want it more. Who going to do the, do the little things right to get the W? And, um, and I think that these guys, they prepared well this week, man. And, and I think I know they're ready to go. We'll talk about this week of practice. Uh, you came off the regular season finishing 7-3 and three, and on a positive note last week uh, with the win that, uh, against Lincoln County. So uh, uh, solidified your number three spot in the region. But what's practice been like to get ready for tonight's game? Um, practice has been great, man. This week um, I, I say great and I mean it because um, – Defense has been locked in. They have four four great days of practice, man. And Thursday and Wednesday and Thursday um, wasn't wasn't nothing less of uh, of what we're looking for, man. Um, we look good in our pass drops. Guys were seeing things, communicating, making calls. Um, Friday, um, off, I mean, my sorry, Thursday. Um, Offense, we we did walk through, man, and, and we didn't drop a ball. I think that's the first time that happened all season. So that goes to show how locked in the quarterback was and the receivers as well being on the same page. And, of course, your defense is going to have to be really ready tonight because Centennial, as I know you've looked at them, they've got some really strong skill players. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Mr. Football finalist, which, mm-hmm. you know, in my mind, Caden McCoy is, yeah. should be Mr. Football. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, your defense has got to be ready uh, mm-hmm. against the team tonight, Centennial. Uh, again, they've got some special players mm-hmm. on their side of the ball as well. Yeah, yeah, they most definitely do have some special players, man. Um, uh, some guys who can get in space and make plays. Uh, Dominic Reed, he's a – He's an awesome kid. Uh, I know him personally from from playing AU. He played AU ball with us this summer, so I know I know the type of the heart and and will he gonna bring to the game. So we definitely got to be ready um, to, to match that and exceed that. Um, but they got athletes, and we got I think we got just as good as athletes as well, man. Um, you got Kate McCoy, Jordan Davis, Justice Haggard. Um, I can go on, man. So we we I think we match up well against them. Um, we come out and, like I said, limit them to big plays and, and execute, tackle well, fly to the ball, and, and be physical. That's the main thing. we got to be physical with this group. Um, if you watch them in the past, uh, the two teams that they fell short to came out and was physical with them. So we can't be nothing less of that. I think the last time you faced Centennial was your senior year mm-hmm. in that season of the Champ State Championship team. So it's been a while yeah, since you played while. Centennial. But there's 32 teams mm-hmm. that, that begin this tournament mm-hmm. tonight. And mm-hmm. I call it a tournament. It's the playoffs. Yeah. But you, you, you win, you go on, you lose, you go home. Mm-hmm. There's 32 teams mm-hmm. looking to be one of 16 tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, your thoughts? I mean, I mean, like you said, it's win to go home, man. Um, it's all or nothing tonight, um, and it's like that every game. And I told them to um, look at every play as if it was your last play, man. Win every play. Um, it's five to seven plays throughout a game that make a difference. You never know when it's coming, so you want to give your all every play. So if that play, one of those plays are one of the plays that make a difference, you know that you did what you were supposed to do, man. But it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And we just got to be locked in and ready to go. 
Good luck tonight, Coach. Okay, thank you. And there you have the last word from head coach Tredarius Goff of the Columbia Central Lions as we're getting ready for football, and it's playoff football, Lewis. And I'm just sitting there listening to, to coach, and it makes me want to play, man. I've, it's been 40 years since uh, I've been on the field, but, man, all this confidence that they're talking about, and he thinks they can match up with uh, Centennial, and I really believe they can too. I, mean, I, t- I said that previously before. I think they can too, you know. Uh, a lot of athletes on both sides of the ball. Uh, you know, good offense versus an offense that can be very good at times. And, um, you know, I see this being a back and forth type of thing. It, it might not be a lot of back and forth, but it's going to be back and forth. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for this one. Um, this, the kicking is, game and mistakes, you know, those 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 turnovers, you can't have them. And you got to create. We've got to create some turnovers somehow. And, they, you know, their quarterback is a, is a pretty good quarterback. And, you know, this guy, some folks in Columbia might be familiar with the quarterback for Centennial. He started out at Zion Christian Academy. He transfers to Columbia Academy. And played, you know, played there, but never, never got to see any action. And then this last year, he transferred up here to uh, Centennial, and uh, you know, he's and he's he, been pretty good. Yeah, he's been really good. But he's he's apt if he gets pressure, he's apt to throw that ball, and you're not sure, uh, you know, where that's going. But you know, six four senior, 190 pounds, Elijah Nieves. Elijah Nieves is the quarterback for the Cougars, and and let's hope uh, you know our defensive front line can can get pressure on him, and uh, he likes to throw the ball around. And of course, they've got uh, their their main tailback is Dominic Reed, who uh, Coach Golf was was mentioning. He's a Mr. Football finalist uh, this year in 5A football. You know, so. Um, we, we got our work cut out for us, but I really do believe that uh, the Lions can can match up. And what we're, as as he mentioned, Lewis mentioned, we're on uh, my TV thirty, so we're going to be behind uh, like TV kind of direction for timeouts. We're going to uh, be out of rhythm. Yeah, <laughs> they're going to sure. there's going to be a lot of time here because they're waiting. They've delayed the game. Now, really, the kickoffs not till I heard the coach say seven oh seven. I believe is going to be the kick. Uh, normally, it's right here at the top of the hour. The captains haven't even met out at midfield yet. They're waiting on the cameras, and I think the Finally, referees they're are gonna go getting, over there. Ready, getting ready to go now. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Dominic Reed, one of their Mr. Football finalists. We've got a guy that, that should be one of those people as well. Uh, you know, we've been talking about these records for, um, you know, probably the majority of the season now as, as Caden McCoy is getting real close to uh, Ronnie Pillow's season rushing record and his uh, overall career rushing record as well. He's 213 short of the 1,659-yard single season record set by Pillow in 93. He's 108 short of the all-time career rushing yards leader record. Uh, which is 3,335. He's 108 yards short of that at 327. 3,227 yards in, in the career for Caden McCoy. It's um, impressive. He should ho- be. A, he should have been a Mr. Football finalist. You know, maybe even if he doesn't get it tonight, hopefully 
that is enough. We can go on to next week, and he just can split those two and, and get it next week. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so far this year, 1,446 yards uh, for Caden McCoy, 19 touchdowns. He needs about three or four tonight, I think, would really do well to get three or four touchdowns. Even if they're, you know, he has three yards and three touchdowns, I'll take it. Right? But back to that defense, we've got to play like we did last week uh, on Thursday night against Lincoln County. A lot of pressures, a lot of disrupting the quarterback, a lot of rolls to the right. I think that was game plan from Lincoln County offensively uh, to get Maddox Franklin out of the pocket if you were, if you were tuned in last week. Uh, you know, just a whole lot of pressure from Cam Bratton. Zach Cole got a lot of pressure. Um, Dravius Hall was a, was a menace, as usual, on that defensive front. It's going to be very, very interesting to see if Columbia can get pressure on this high-powered offense from Centennial. Like you said, Nieves, a great quarterback. Dominic Reed, a great running back, a great tandem in the backfield for Centennial. If we can get some pressure and disrupt that passing attack, that thing goes airborne. You're going to see some picks from Roland Manning, Autry Smith. Those guys are chomping at the bit to get their hands on on one of those footballs that goes up in the air. And I got a feeling that it might happen a couple of times tonight. Well, we're going to get the chance to begin with because it uh, looks like maybe Columbia uh, or uh, Centennial won the toss they uh, chose to receive. So we'll be playing on defense. We'll kick, be kicking off to Centennial. And then uh, we'll have the option in the second half. And hope we'll get the ball there. And here comes the Centennial Cougars onto the field. The Columbia Lions have made their way to their side on the far side of the field. The Columbia Central High School band is here. Not maybe all of them, but a good portion of that. Good crowd for Columbia has gathered on the far side for the visiting team and uh, a great crowd here for these Friday Night Lights in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Got a little bit of a student section over there. I know they uh, the, the, the guys on the team kind of got it together and, and uh, got a pep bus to be paid for and brought oh. down here. And uh, I, th- I believe the majority of those guys is, is rode down on a school bus tonight for the football game. So that's pretty cool. A uh, packed uh, away crowd for Columbia. Probably a couple more that are going to be trickling in. I know we ran into some traffic. I'm sure some other people are as well. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is going to be awesome. Centennial High School located right here in Franklin, right off of the interstate. Uh, 65, just as you're coming into Franklin, the Cool Springs area. The, you can see the, the you can see I-65 just in the background here uh, behind the stadium. So If you're familiar with the Jury Plaza Hotel, if you're driving to Nashville, yeah, we're right there. Right there. And here we are. We've got uh, Luis Garcia has teed up the football or getting ready to tee it up. He's bringing it out now. And, and uh, they'll be kicking from right to left. Columbia dressed in all white, white jerseys, white pants, and their purple helmets with that iconic C on the side of the helmet. And then your uh, Centennial Cougars are there. They've got a light blue color helmets and uh, black jerseys and light blue pants. So we're getting ready, man. It's, uh, there's a lot of excitement is uh, building towards this game. Again, 32 teams starting out tonight. And here comes Luis Garcia to kick, and he's got a great kick. Goes into the end zone for a touchback. So Centennial will take over first and 10 from their 20-yard line. And Luis is already hyped up, and the the sideline's hyped up. I haven't seen this much energy out of uh, the Columbia Central sideline all season. That's great to see right off the gate. I think these guys are going to be pumped to come out here on defense, especially first uh, and try and get a stop right as this game's beginning. So, again, 
Elijah Nieves, number 11, usually hardly always is in the shotgun formation, and he is lined up in that way, and uh, here we go. First play of the game here in the playoffs. Looks like a lot of movement, but nobody calling it. A jet sweep around the left side, picks up seven yards as Malik Smith makes the tackle on they're running back, Jareen Odie. Yeah, I had it sniffed out pretty well over here on the left side. I don't think they were in the right formation on that play, uh, but they still had it played out really well. A blocker, uh, you know, got one guy. I think that was Jason Barnett over there on the left side, but Dravius Hall was in kind of a good position to make a play right there at the line of scrimmage and a little bit of speed from uh, the wingback right there. Now, now the quarterback's going to keep it. He's going to get the first down and more as he gets up over the 35 to the 37, 38-yard line goes uh, Nieves for the first down for the Cougars. Yeah, it was a good fake that time to Odie. Uh, you know, Dravius Hall really bit on that one, and it would have been a great play, a great pull from Nieves that time. Go, went straight up the middle and picked up the first down. Nieves brings his team to the line of scrimmage again. No huddle for his team as he's in the gun, and gun this time he gives the Tanner Lee up the middle and a counter play, and he's still on his feet. Gets close to another first down, picks up nine yards, gets up to the 47-yard line of the Cougars. Got to have better tackling right out the middle right there. Had an opportunity to get him close to the line of scrimmage. Harden and, and Autry Smith had a hand on him. Uh, and then it was up to the safety, Justice Haggard, to make a last-second play. If Haggard's not there, he's going the distance. Autry Smith, it's interesting to note, he's kind of got a, a cast on that left hand that might have something to do with uh, not being able to make a tackle right there. This time, the Ebez gives to Tanner Lee around the left side, and he's got his first down, crosses midfield, and he's still on his feet at the 40. He's over the 30, out of bounds, finally pushed out of bounds at the Columbia 31-yard line, goes Tanner Lee for the Cougars. These guys are just bouncing off a white jersey so far. A lot of bad tackling, a lot of bad form I'm seeing so far right now. And uh, Centennial kind of moving this thing down the field with ease to start this thing out. Need some kind of big stop right here. Try to knock this ball loose somehow because they're just going, as you said, at will uh, as they want to, just running the ball. Hadn't even thrown the ball yet. So here's... First and 10 from the Columbia 31-yard line just underway. Now here's his first pass, an outlet pass to the right side, and picks up about four yards is all he's going to pick up there. Good opportunity right there to get a stop at the line of scrimmage once again, and just a good job by the receiver that time. I think that was Odie who it was Odie. Uh, just jumped forward through two tacklers and picked up as much as he could, picked up like three or four on that play. It's still a good game for first down. Now inside the 30. Second and seven, just underway, opening drive for Centennial. Columbia needs to try to make a stop here. Here's Nieves going to hand it off to his Tanner Lee up the middle, the running back, and he's going to pick up another three yards, gets to the Columbia 25, where it'll be third and about four for the first. That's the first third down of the opening drive for Centennial. Best opportunity of the night for Columbia to get off the field. Don't really know much about their field goal kicker, but... Uh, I assume they're getting close to that range, but, uh, you know, after the way they've moved this thing down the field, holding them to an attempt at three right here would be pretty uh, pretty much a win for Columbia's defense. And they might go, go, you know, might be four down territory for them right here at That's the 25. The Ebez getting the call from the sideline, taking his time, lining up his players. Columbia's defense, a four-man front there with anchored by Dravius Hall and Tristan, Tristan Harden. 
And there's the Empire is looking to throw. Pressure. And he pulls it down and he throws it and he throws it away. There's, that should be a well, – I guess he's out of the pocket yeah, instead of grounding, but he just throws it away. So now it is fourth and four. And they're staying right there on the field. So this is a great opportunity yes. to make a stop and uh, turn the ball all over on downs right here. Huge opportunity because, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, they won the toss, correct? Centennial they wins did. the toss. Well, they, they took the football. They're that yeah. confident in their offense. They think they can walk right down the field and score. If Columbia can get off the field right here uh, and basically get the opening possession and then get the possession after halftime, you basically gain an extra possession on your opponent right here. That's a huge win if they can hold them on this fourth and four. Huge play right here. Here's Nieves. Takes the shotgun pass, snap pass, looking pass, to throw. Pass, pass. No pressure. Holding. And he's throwing it into the end zone. He's and he makes out. the catch, but it's out of bounds. That's a turnover on downs for Columbia. Boom. Right there. That's big. Wow, that is big. That is huge. Guy was open downfield right at the sideline. It was uh, – Connie Johnson, Kenai Johnson. Yeah, Kenai Johnson right on the sideline. He was another little back route. They watched film on that Franklin County game, knew that Columbia tries to keep everything in front of them. That's kind of Coach Stone's defensive philosophy. Howard Stone, the, the defensive coordinator, he wants his cornerbacks to keep those receivers in front of them. They can take the little stuff, uh, but they don't want to give up the big play downfield. That time, the comeback route, and just to kind of sailed on Nieves a little bit, went out of bounds. Columbia gets the ball back. That's huge. First and 10 at their own 25. Burton Moore looking to throw on the first play. Now he's going to pull it down, and he's going to take a sack, about a three-yard loss for Burton Moore. I think it was a designed run. He was going to try to run that ball. Or he went back to pass and didn't have anything there, and he was just pulled it back down. No, I, 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 I wish it was a designed run. It definitely wasn't. There's was just the protection on that play. They brought, they brought every linebacker they had. I think they brought six or seven uh, up to the line of scrimmage. We just didn't have enough guys to protect that time, and uh, we'll call did, it, did not work. We'll did call it work. second and 12 now as Burton Moore under center, and he's going to give to McCoy this time up the middle. McCoy's got a little room, gets back across the original line of scrimmage, picks up two more, so it's going to be third and long there. It's going to be third and seven, third and eight for the Lions. Yeah, it, you know, if we had a live stream or you're watching on TV and listening to us, I'm sure nobody's doing that, but you could see that it looked like he got contacted right at the line of scrimmage, but he ended up gaining five yards. That tells you that your offensive line got a great push. They moved the point of attack uh, upfield in the positive direction, and, uh, you know, Caden was just running behind his blockers, picks up five yards, makes this a little bit more manageable of a third down. It's still close to about seven to go, though. It's like a passing situation as Burton Moore in the shotgun and Caden McCoy on his right hip. He's back to throw, throws it to McCoy, makes the catch, trying to get past the first defender. He's got it. He's on his way. He's at the 50. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. No flags on the field. Caden McCoy, touchdown, Columbia, just like that, lightning. Yes. Wow. A screen pass to Caden McCoy, and he takes it to the house. Wow. Where's my capture replay button on the live stream when I need it? I better be replaying that on my TV 30. Wow. Oh, my goodness. What a play by Caden McCoy. Great play call by the offense. By the, John Moore, the offensive coordinator for the Lions, and now for the extra point attempt here is Luis Garcia. Wow. Yeah, do we have that replay? Yeah, I wish. <laughs> it's on my TV 30. There's the kick, and it is good. With seven minutes and 17 seconds to go, Columbia has scored first here, seven to nothing over Centennial in this 
first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Yeah, talk about a big group of people that just turned into a pretty quiet group of individuals in front of us uh, here, the Centennial <laughs> crowd. Um, a lot wow. of long faces after that play. They just got introduced to Mr. McCoy early, and Should they're probably going to be introduced to him early and often throughout this fall game. A simple screen pass. That wasn't. That's not designed to go that far. It, after he caught that, it was kind of a high ball from from Burton Moore. Kind of had to extend up a little bit. Made one guy miss. Hit the sideline. Four three speed. You just witnessed it in person. Well, you didn't if you're listening on the radio, but we just witnessed it in person. Uh, you know. Caden McCoy has got three speeds here, there, and gone. And he just showed it right there. That was unbelievable. 67 yards, we'll call it. A 67-yard touchdown. Uh, the screen pass from Burton Moore to Caden McCoy to take the early lead. They're Columbia's opening possession of this ball game as they watched Centennial drive it right down to the 25, and then Columbia held on downs to turn the ball over. So what a great start to this ball game. And that's why that fourth and four was that important. You hold them to no points. Turn the ball over on downs right there. Three plays, and you're in the end zone uh, in a hostile environment. And uh, that, that, was, that was humongous. Well, we'll catch our breath here. We'll take a quick timeout as they're taking a timeout on TV, it looks like. We'll take a quick break and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, and north Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. And welcome back to Centennial High School, where the Columbia Central Lions have gone on top, seven to nothing, on a 67-yard screen pass from Burton Moore to Caden McCoy as he just took it to the house. And I mean, he was running north. He, I, you know, he could have made it to Broadway for the way he was running there for sure, going north. It's a shame it wasn't a handoff. I don't. Does that count towards a? Does that count towards a total rushing? I, I don't. I think it's just a rushing yeah. record. Uh, that, yeah. that 3,335 from Ronnie Pillow, but. Um, Man, he's all-time yardage. He that you know he's got to be up there as well for that record too, or if he's not already you know completely surpassed that one. Yeah, he seven. catches a lot of screen passes and comes out of the backfield and makes a lot of big plays that way. He has all season. He has for his four-year career here at Columbia Central. That's why he's got so many yards that he's accumulated in his in his career, storied career. Again, uh, just. Can't say enough good things about Caden McCoy and the, the job that he's done. Historic career. No doubt. Here's Garcia to kick off. Another great kick. It's going to go into the end zone for the touchback. So it'll be Centennial now again on their second possession, first and 10 from their own 20-yard line. I wonder if, if Luis Garcia got something different in the pregame meal today. He's booting these things through the back of the end or through the end zone. Uh, he's done that a few times this season, but that's two for two touchbacks tonight in this, in this football game. That's great. And that's what you want to have for sure. Especially with – uh, the the questionable coverage that you know it's it's improved throughout the season, but the questionable co kick coverage that Columbia's had all year, that's a blessing to be able to put that thing right into the right into the end zone and not have a return. So here's uh, the the Cougars now, first and ten from their twenty. 
Nieves in the gun. There's movement. There's movement and a flag on the Cougars. Going to back them up five yards. It'll be first and 15. It doesn't matter how high-powered of an offense you are. You're playing behind the sticks. It's a whole lot harder and a whole lot less of a percentage chance to move those chains. Uh, definitely not as easy as it is uh, with 10 yards to go. Now 15. That's a big, big difference. Here's Nieves. Takes the shotgun snap. Hands it off to his tailback. And he's hit right in the backfield and still makes his way across the line of, the, the line of scrimmage. Still short of the original. Picks up about three. So it's going to be second and about 11, we'll call it. So I guess he got four on that play. That's Tanner Lee, the tailback. I still hadn't seen this Mr. Football guy. He hadn't even touched the ball yet. He hadn't been on, he's been in, but he, he's been playing at wide receiver. So I'm not sure how they play him. But uh, It's interesting. But and it Columbia looks like I'm seeing – oh, that's a number three for Centennial here. It's a slot receiver. It's Tanner Lee is the tailback. is on the right hip of Nieves here at second and 11. Going to give to him again up the middle. He's got room. He's made some room. Crosses the 25 up to the 28-yard line. Goes Tanner Lee, and he's going to be close to the first down. Going to be like two yards short. So it's going to be third and two. So another opportunity for Columbia right here to make a stop and get off the field. Yeah, Lee's a great back. He, he hits the hole with a lot of power, and he's a, he's a big guy too. Uh, Columbia up front kind of just getting opened up a little bit here. Uh, we got to wrap up when, when, when contact is made. A lot of arm tackling going on. I don't know if it's a little chilly for these guys or what. They got to shake that off, get warmed up, and wrap these guys up, or they're going to keep running until they do. Big play right here, third down. Going to hand it off, and he's got his first down, Tanner Lee does, as he works his way across the, the yard to gain up to the 33-yard line, we'll call it, of the Cougars, first and 10. There's another great hole opened up by that centennial offensive line. You know, still a lot of guys out on that defensive line. Afon Davis getting his third start in a row. And um, there's that Dominic Reed now coming in at wide receiver. The number one. I know it. I'm right here by the way. Clip 20. Clip 20. Here's Nieves looking to throw. He's make the pass out to the outside and not a good tackle for Columbia as Kanai Johnson makes the reception and he's going to pick up another first down up to the 45-yard line of the Cougars. So they had him behind the line of scrimmage there. Just a quick outlet pass here to this near side and uh, Columbia's defenders could not wrap him up and bring him down after he picks up 11 yards. First and 10 at the Cougar 45-yard line. Nieves going to hand off this time to Tanner Lee again. And, and Jaravius, there's a ball on the ground. Ball's on the ground. Columbia's recovered it. Flag down. Flag there's down. a flag as well. Oh, we got it, though. Let's see what that is. It's uh, Jason Barnett has made, the, has made the recovery. They're not calling anything yet. Are what you are they serious? Calling? No way. They gave them the ball back. Wow. What happened? There's still a flag. That has <laughs> he to be was in the, definitely not down. No flag now he's calling. And he's waving it off. No way he was not My goodness. So a, a yard pickup on the play by Tanner Lee, and it wow. looked like the football came out. It looked like Jason Barnett recovered for Columbia, but it's, it's second down and nine for the Cougars. No, he most definitely did not go down. He most definitely fumbled it, and Jason Barnett did recover it. That's that's. 
That's ridiculous. Hand off to Lee again, and as he comes through the middle, gets four yards just like that, crosses midfield into Columbia territory. They'll spot him down at the 49. Another third down. It's going to be a long four to go here. Columbia's defense has kind of had different identities all season long. They can either be completely dominant or they can be bend but don't break. They do the offense that they're playing, walks it right down the field, and then they stop them on the, you know, within the 20-yard line, within the red zone, like they did on that last possession. Tonight, it kind of looks like that's the defense we're seeing, that bend but don't break defense. It's scary to watch, but but hopefully they can get a stop here and kind of change that, change that story around. Nieves empties the backfield this time. Third and four. He's looking to throw. Immediately makes the pass and the catch. That's a first down as Tanai uh, Johnson still on his feet, working his way down the sideline before he's finally taken out inside the Columbia at the 34-yard line goes Kanai Johnson as there he was you know he, he made the initial first down back way up inside the uh, inside the 45 but Columbia just could not bring him down yeah it's just just bad tackling I mean that's all it is uh, broke about three tackles on that play uh, Quan Sims kind of looks like he was going for the ball a little bit too much KJ Frierson now in at cornerback Nieves hands to Tanner Lee up the middle. He's got seven, eight yards just like that right up the middle as uh, Jaravius Hall trying to make a tackle but just got blocked out of the way. There's uh, the same counter play that, that uh, the Cougars are running right up the middle of the Columbia defense. Yeah, Malik Smith ended up getting to him. Again, handoff again, same play to Tanner Lee. This time, Jaravius Hall makes the initial hit and then picked up, cleaned up by Malik Smith. There, it's going to make him short now for the first yard, the first down to gain. It's going to be third and about three for the Cougars. Yeah, and uh, Efon Davis just checked out of the ball game at that left side, weak side defensive end. And uh, Caleb Clanton checks in. It's Clanton in right now with Harden at nose tackle, Dravius Hall, and then Cam Bratton on the strong side end uh, up front for Columbia on defense. Third and three. Three minutes to go here in this first quarter. Stutter, Columbia stutter, leading. Stutter, stutter, and it's Nieves going to keep it, and he stopped. Dravius Hall stops short. him. It's going to be short. It's going to be close. Where, it's, where they spot it. No, he it's is short. He's th- he he's is short. short. He's going to be fourth and one. Fourth and a half a yard is what they need. So Nieves is coming off. Probably maybe a wildcat formation. We might see something goofy here. They do that with uh, with with Reed. It is a wildcat formation. It's less than a yard to go to. Wildcat with Dominic Reed, the Mr. Football finalist, and he's got he's getting touched in the backfield. He stopped. That's Malik Smith from his linebacker position. Stuffs him, and Columbia turns the ball over again on downs. Wow, what a play by Malik Smith and the Columbia defense. What a play. Malik Smith, It's like they were trying to get into an overload to the left side, which is where you bring the majority of your defensive players to the left. That's where they thought the ball was going to go. That's the strong side. Malik Smith came screaming through the line of scrimmage from that linebacker spot. Didn't even have time to get set. He was just running, and he was unblocked into the backfield and made a great tackle. Bend but don't break. We're seeing it two possessions in a row here. That's what we need. Same place. They stopped them right here at the 25-yard line, Yep, and there's gone to a TV timeout. We'll take one as well and get our offense ready to come back here on the field and hopefully another Caden McCoy touchdown, or at least for Columbia, touchdown anyway. So it's 7 to nothing with 2 minutes 23 seconds to go here in this first quarter in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. 
This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back, but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Centennial High School, the first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Columbia leading Centennial 7-0 here in this first quarter. 2.23 to go as Columbia now with their second possession of the night. First and 10 at their own 26-yard line as they have twice right here at the 25-yard line have held Centennial on downs and taken over on offense. The last time, you know, we had two plays, and uh, or was it one play? Was it two plays, the second play when Caden took the screen pass? Uh, it was a third play. It was third down. Third, okay. third, third, and, third and about seven or eight and I took it the you. distance. Here's Burton Moore now under center. Caden McCoy in the backfield. Fake to him. Burton Moore runs to his right to throw it. He's looking for Jordan Davis downfield and looked like it might have been a little push yeah, on the was. defender there on Jordan Davis, but incomplete as he was trying to reach him just past the 50-yard line. Burton Moore to Jordan Davis, incomplete, second and 10. Now. Yeah, there was a little bit of contact, but, you know, this, this isn't the this isn't the Thursday night football officiating crew, so I think they're going to let them play a little bit. Don't want to get too used to that type of, that type of officiating. Gotcha. Now Burton Moore brings his team up, two receivers to his left. Caden McCoy, the lone setback in the backfield. He's under center. Going to give to him right up the middle. Caden McCoy spins out of the first tackle, still trying to move his way across the the, the line of scrimmage. He's going to get maybe one, about maybe two yards they'll give him as it'll be second, or excuse me, third and eight now for the Lions at their own 27-yard line. You can tell that these guys have game-planned against Caden McCoy. He's obviously the, the number one factor on this offense. A lot of pressure early, a lot of people in the box up front, only one safety back. They're playing man coverage. They're trying to stop Caden McCoy. I think that's their number one priority right now. 
Big play here now for the Lions. Another third and long as Burden Moore looks over the line of scrimmage, and he's in the shotgun, takes a snap, looking to throw. Going deep. He's got a man, K.J. Frierson. Oh, just out of the reach of his hands. K.J. Frierson all alone at the Centennial 30-yard line. Doggone it. He was all alone, and that would have been that would have been an easy six points. Yeah, they're just a little bit out of the reach of, of KJ. Kind of looks like his stride started to it elongate a little bit. Yeah, they say. Well, I mean, his, 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 he just started taking longer strides. I think he was trying to get ready to dive for the football, but if he had just kept running. He, he would have run right, right under, under it, yeah. But, uh, you know, then again, it still looked like it kind of went right through his hands oh. and he just mistimed it just a little bit. Now, this is what's going to be important right here, this long Here's snap. This. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. He's still got a kick on it. Get that guy. Oh, my gosh. If y'all would have seen what Beto just did, now that's incredible. The ball went over his head to snap. And, I mean, he still maybe should have got it. I think he just mishandled the he snap. Should've, he should have caught it. He should have caught it. Kind of went off of his helmet. The ball went on the ground, and he just kicked it off the ground uh, trying to get some yardage on it. And uh, But he didn't get too far, but he's still better than what it was. It's all the way – well, it's at the Columbia 37-yard line is where, where – the Centennial will take over first and ten. And then Kai Lankford for Centennial caught the ball out of the air at the 40-yard line <laughs> and tried to return it, and he was tackled. But great field position for Centennial, but that's what you get with a soccer player. He, he bailed us out of a, a first and goal right there pretty much. Wow. Or maybe a touchdown. Here's Nieves, a screen ball, and he's through two tackles, and they're still trying to bring him down at the 30. So that's a pickup of seven on the play for the Cougars goes uh, that's Kanai that's Johnson making that catch again, the little screen pass. He's not a big guy, but he breaks every single tackle until, you know, takes about four guys to bring him down. That's not what Columbia should be banking on right now. They've got to tackle him at first contact. If we did that, this offense wouldn't be walking down the field like this. Second and three at the Columbia 30 is Centennial. Hand off to Lee up the middle, and Jaravius Hall stops him right at the line of scrimmage for no gain. Maybe, uh, well, they're going to call it no gain, so it'll be third and three for for the Cougars. Now that right there is the type of tackling we've got to have at first contact. Ran right into Jaravius, and then Jaravius kind of got a little signature about him. He doesn't really tackle in a, in a typical way. He kind of grabs both shoulder pads and just kind of sits down and throws it over the back of his helmet. <laughs> 20, he right there. 20 seconds to go here in this quarter and counting. Nieves now looking to the end zone to throw, and he's being pressured. Gravius Hall on him. He does make wow. the pass and completion and the first down as it'll Shreed. stop the clock with eight seconds to go to mark the first down. But I'm sure that's probably going to be the last play of this quarter as they now start the clock, and that's what Centennial is going to do. They're going to come over here to end the first quarter. But what a first quarter it's been for the Columbia Central Lions as they are leading in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs at Centennial 7 to nothing. We'll take a timeout now at the end of this first quarter and be back with second quarter action right after words from our sponsors. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network.
The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Welcome back to Centennial High School, the first round of the TWSAA playoffs. And uh, we're getting ready to start the second quarter of action as there's a drone like laying on the field. That This drone is everywhere. That uh, I don't know if that's part of my TV 30 or the high school or, or what. But There's uh, been a drone at every I game know, at Lindsey Nelson Stadium this year. But, I mean, they're showing it right there. I don't ever see them. It's a, it's a guy, the, it's a number 43 a right. dude flying it down on the sideline for Centennial, so I don't know. First and 10 for the Cougars as they as we begin this second quarter of action. Now they're moving right to left on your radio dial. It's first and 10 at the Columbia 24-yard line. And this time, Nieves has Tanner Lee on his left hip in the shotgun formation. You good. Uh, Come on. He takes the snap. He's going to throw it this time out to the side. And a good catch and run inside the 15 down to the 14-yard line goes uh, DJ Curl for the Cougars as he's going to be close to his first down, a yard short. It'll be second and one. He's a big fella, 6'2", 225. He lowered his shoulder at the end of that run, too, and kind of put a a pretty big hit on on the Columbia defender. Got to get a stop here. And there's movement. That's going to be a first down as, uh, unfortunately, Columbia, I think, has jumped off sides. There's uh, Fawn Davis, weak side defensive end on the right side of uh, the offense here. And they take him out. Clanton comes in and checks in at that weak side end spot. Gives him an automatic first down. Don't want to see that, but there you go. Now they're going to be inside the 10-yard line, right inside the 10-yard line, just shy of the 10. So it is first and goal for the Cougars as we're just underway here in this second quarter. Nieves gives to Tanner Lee around the left side, looking for room, pushing his way down close to the five-yard line where he's pushed out of bounds right there to be second and five 
from the from the from the five. A decent pursuit right there from Columbia. Got you know didn't allow him to cut back and uh, you know escape back into the inside of the field. Pushed him out of bounds. Kind of just got what he could and went out right there. The running back did. We have a terrible angle at this at yeah, this yeah. football game right now. We apologize. We're kind of hanging our heads out of a window. Well, at least we're we're in the press box, so we're here with Columbia's coaches. I'm not sure how much they want to hear us and see us, but here we go. Second goal, handoff to Tanner Lee up the middle, and he's hit, and they're pushing him, trying to push him into the end zone, and he's not going to make it. He gets to the one, maybe, but it's going to be third and goal from the one, or maybe the two is where they'll spot him. That was scary, though. You definitely don't want to have another team impose their will like that and push him straight into the end zone. Good job by Columbia to get some bodies on that pile and push it backwards and not let them cross that line. Yeah, a host of Columbia defenders kind of helped stop that thing as Nieves uh, looking to the sideline to get the call in on this important call, third and third and goal from the two-yard line. Huge play here. We need a turnover, maybe. Last time, they went to, last time they went to this formation, we stopped them on fourth down. Dominic Reed, the Wildcat formation, and he's going to take the ball and go to his left, and he's in the end zone, standing up for the touchdown. So they're a point away from tying this game up here with 10 minutes, 25 seconds to go in this second quarter of this first-round playoff game. I'll start with the special teams. It was a snap that went off mm. the head of Luis Garcia. Mm. Got it inside the 40s, inside the 35-yard line, actually, and um, – you know, game's tied up. Columbia's going to have to get back on offense and answer. It'll be the first kickoff kick. from Centennial. Here's their he kick, and he missed it. He missed that kick. So it's 7-6. to six. It's going to stay, remain 7-6. to six. Columbia maintains the lead with the missed extra point attempt for the Cougars. So their own, their own special teams miscue. That could be the difference in a football game, especially in uh, November. That's big. Three-yard touchdown before Dominic Reed for the Cougars. Makes it score now 7-6. to six. Columbia leading in this first-round TSSAA playoffs. We'll take a break. A TV timeout, if you will, and we'll be back right after this on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC.
Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. And welcome back to Centennial High School, where we're still waiting on all these TV timeouts to get sorted out as we're waiting a kickoff from Centennial after their touchdowns replay of uh, three yards to get the score to seven to six. They missed their extra point, so Columbia leads with 10.25 to go here in this second quarter, seven to six. And here's a short kick, going to go to Jordan Davis. Or no, who is that? Justice Haggard. Justice Haggard at the 25. He's crosses the 40. He's still on his feet. I will cross the 45, almost to midfield. A great That's run big. back, great return for Justice Haggard. Great field position now for the Lions. Yeah, terrific field position and a great return from Justice you know, he's so dangerous, and, and, you know, honestly, I feel like he needs the ball more. He's yes. such a weapon. He's such a weapon, especially in the return game. Um, you put the ball in his hands, he can make some things happen. He, he I mean, that, he didn't even get contacted. I, I wouldn't even call him broken tackles. He just made, like, yeah. six or seven guys miss on the Centennial kick coverage team. They, those guys might be a little cold, though. That's the first time they've been out there all day. First and ten from the 49. A pitch to Caden McCoy, and there's a stop and play. There's a flag, and are they going to call offsides? They're lined up in the neutral zone. There we go. That'll be first and five Should be. for the Lions. Now into Cougar territory. First and five. They'll spot it at the Cougar 46-yard line for the Lions. That's big time right there. Moves it all the way close down to the 45-yard line. It's almost like we're getting our own uh, possession where – Centennial just got their last possession and went down and scored. This is all about execution at this point. You've moved the ball already. Now you just got to move the ball about 45 yards and then get a score here. Here we go. First and five. Hand off to McCoy. He's looking for room at the line of scrimmage, and he's not going to get it. He's going to go down and going to maybe lose a yard as he was going to try to reverse his field. Uh, to after he was going right up the middle and he was stopped right there with nothing and he was turned back away and he's going to lose the yards because it's going to be second six. We just got to get better push right there. Just just flat out got beat at the line of scrimmage that time. Three guys on Caden McCoy before he even got the handoff and you know he can only do so much before he's taken down in the backfield and, and dropped for a loss like that right there. Columbia's third possession started at their at their own 49-yard line, second and six. Clock runs 9.30 to go here in the second quarter. Hand off to McCoy on the left side, looking for room, trying to break it out. He does. He's got his first down and then some as he crosses the 40-yard line of the Cougars down to the 37-yard line goes Caden McCoy. Kanai Johnson has broken a lot of tackles tonight. Caden McCoy kind of just taught him a lesson right there. He ran him over at the stick, right at the right at the line to gain, lowered his shoulder. Kanai Johnson, was Johnson? Kinda, yeah, he's kind of like a deer in the headlights. He got bulldozed. <laughs> Good. Bulldozed. Good. He probably won't do that again. So here's Burton Moore under center. Going to give to McCoy again almost. And he's met in the backfield and dropped there for a loss of three. Back to the 40. 
uh, goes Caden McCoy. It looked like they kind of they almost juggled the, the exchange between them, but I don't think that had any significance on the play. The Cougars were waiting right there for to make that tackle. And it was uh, uh, just hurt. Coach Moore is um, not a, not the right running of that play right there. Guard was supposed to pull and did not, and then that ends up with a free guy in the backfield, and they made a tackle. So here's Columbia now behind the six. Justice Haggard Second at fullback. 13. He's looking to throw. There's Burton Moore, steps up into the pocket, going deep, looking for KJ, and not going to get it. But as uh, he tries to get him, he tries to hit him down at the five-yard line, but ball falls incomplete, double coverage down there. A lot, more, a, lot of, a lot of contact on that route right there, too, from KJ. Good throw from Burton Moore, put it right where it needed to be, but it was double covered. Um, but, yeah, still a lot of contact down there. These guys, uh, these, these officials are really letting these guys play, especially downfield on the, on the long throws. Incomplete stops the clock with 8.07 to go. Now third and 13 from the Cougar 40-yard line. There's Burton Moore now in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Here's Moore looking to throw. He's going deep downfield looking for – Got to be passing up That ball's out of, out of bounds as he was trying to reach Jordan Davis. Ball's incomplete, so it's going to be fourth and 13. Fourth and 13, and Columbia's keeping their offense on the field. Lewis, I'm not sure about this. Jaden George never turned around on that play right there and pushed Jordan Davis out of of bounds right there, and uh, still no call. Burton Moore Moore can kick the football. It looks like they're going to go for it. And there goes Burton Moore, the little quick kick. And it's going to go down and into the end zone for the touchback. So uh, a, a kind of an interesting play here for the Lions as normally Beto or Luis Garcia would normally be the punt guy, but they did a little quick kick right there to kind of f- try to fool the Cougars. But anyway, so they'll get it first like and better. 10. I think that's a little bit of safer of an option. Oh, yeah, you know, I like you don't, it. You don't bring out a long snapper. You don't bring out a, a punter and – you bring out an athlete in, in Burton Moore who can really handle the football, and he gets a he gets a kick out. And it was a good kick. It's just unfortunate the bounce took it into the end zone. It it hit inside the ten yard line, which is what you want. They didn't have anybody back there to to field the punt. So Burton's that's, just an athlete. That's, that's what they wanted to do with that play. Had a chance to uh, see when they were installing that quick kick. He can kick it as far as Luis can. Here's Nieves looking to throw downfield, and it's intercepted. Oh no! Justice Haggard had his hands on it and couldn't hold on and he's hurt he hit the ground hard he hit the ground hard and oh yeah he's gonna he's gonna require some attention as justice haggard made an an unbelievable attempt to intercept that ball had it in his hands and when he hit the ground it came out so ball falls incomplete and now he's up on his own power and walking off the field but they have stopped play here for the injury you know he went up real tall his arms extended as far as they could and he was jumping as high as he could i mean that was not a good pass i didn't think that was a good play to a good good place to throw that ball he was covered when something like that happens your arms are extended you land right sideways on your rib 
rib cage like that, yeah. that can knock the breath out of you so easily, and that's probably what happened. He just couldn't breathe for a second. He'll probably be in in a couple plays. It looks like he's already still got his helmet on. He's right there at the sideline with the coaches. He's probably going to go back in here in a minute. You're right. Hopefully that's all it was, just knock the breath out of him. Second 10. Nieves takes a snap, coming this way with around the left side, looking for room, and Malik Smith's going to take him right out of bounds for a short gain. It's going to be third and long for the Cougars. This is going to be a big play for the Lion defense to try to get off this field. That's another good opportunity for for Columbia to – to get off the field once again. Corbin Williams and K.J. Frierson are in as your cornerbacks right now. And with Justice Haggard out for these couple of plays, Jordan Davis has moved back to free safety. He's behind the whole defense and got two guys that are pretty inexperienced at cornerback, although uh, K.J. Frierson, of course, had that game-winning interception or game-sealing interception uh, with Lincoln County and Lindsey Nelson Stadium last week. Um, The passing situation, this kind of has me skeptical a little bit. They're playing two safety high now, rolling Manning back there with Jordan Davis. Third and seven, Nieves now in the pocket, and he's going to get sacked. He goes down. Jaravius Hall makes the sack back at the 15-yard line. They've got to punt now, right? Yeah, yeah go for it now. I dare you. Yeah. I dare you to go for it. Fourth what a play by Jaravius Hall. A great time for that sack to come up. It's going to make it fourth and 15. That was a loss of almost 10. Was it third and five? It was eight. For sure, he lost eight. Wow. Eight-yard sack. Big time. Yeah, it was, it was third down and seven, so. Uh, about eight, about you know, seven so or eight seven yard loss. Either way, huge and, uh, play. <laughs> and the Cougars are going to have to call a timeout. They don't have the right personnel in. They're not used to maybe making punts. Goody, maybe it'll be a bad punt when they uh, – a bad snap here because they were not ready uh, with personnel for the punting situation. I think they're a little bit stunned here as go for a TV timeout, but I do think they're stunned. I think they're stunned with how much uh, – how, how aggressive Columbia has come out tonight and played and how close of a ball game it is. I think they were coming into this thing uh, thinking it was going to be a cakewalk, and it sure has not. Well, it's a TV timeout. It's fourth and 15 for the Cougars at their own 15-yard line. Seven minutes and two seconds to go. Columbia leading in this game, ready to get the ball back after this punt. They're leading 7-6. to six. We'll take a break. We'll be right back right after this. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. And welcome back, Centennial High School. Fourth and 15 for the Cougars as uh, Stanley, the punter for the Cougars, standing at his one-yard line. Jordan Davis back deep. deep. Jordan Davis. There's the snap. He gets the punt away, a really fairly short punt. It's going to hit at the 40 and takes a Columbia bounce. It's going to be down at the Cougar 41-yard line. That'll be Columbia's fourth possession now inside territory, inside Cougar territory at their 41-yard line. Yeah, so really those last two possessions by both teams, you know, the one for Columbia and the one for Centennial, really of no consequence to Columbia is all. We're getting the ball back right where we just had it. Uh, right outside the 40-yard line. We were a little bit past that point, but, you know, same area of the field and another great opportunity for Columbia to get some points on the board. Still up by one point, by the way, six to seven. Yeah, and I got a feeling here comes Caden McCoy. I hope so. Let's go. Here goes McCoy, handoff to the left side. He's got some room. He's pushed out of bounds after maybe a short game, more shorter than I thought. He just got one. I thought he had three before he, he went out of bounds over he, there. He runs so far to the sideline, it looks like he's going a longer distance because the play takes longer to develop. But uh, he's pushed out right past the line of scrimmage and only picks up one to the 40. But um, Second still, that's what, you want, that's what you want Caden McCoy to be doing. When he bounces it out to the, to the outside on either side of the line of scrimmage. Look out, right? That's, that's when the magic happens. All right, here goes Burton Moore now in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Burton Moore looking to the sideline, unsure of the call. Got five as seconds. the play clock down to five. And there's a snap. They do get it off. He's going to throw it right quick to Jordan Davis, and he's got the completion. Still on his feet to the 20. Still on his feet across the good, 25 good. down to the 23-yard line goes Jordan Davis. A lot of that on his own, right, Lewis? Oh, yeah, but big-time composure by Burton Moore as well. Yes, got it the, was. Got the play in. Almost looks a little bit like uh, Will Levis a little bit, yeah. if, you, if, you, if you ask me. Yeah. Just, in, just in comparison, not as even as a Titans fan. That's just what he looks like. He's got so much composure to be a young guy. And he got the play in the last second, snapped the ball with one second on the play clock, took a one-step drop and threw a dart to Jordan Davis on a quick cross, and then Davis did the rest, picked up the first down for Columbia. First and 10 at the Cougar 22. Give to McCoy, and he's going to reverse field, goes to his left, trying to look for some room and gets just a little bit. Or unsportsmanlike conduct. He gets three yards on the play, but no flag on the play as he gets inside the 20 down to the 19. That time, that was that was really supposed to just be a power play right up the right up the gut, off the right side of the center. And uh, Caden McCoy got the ball, didn't see anything, didn't even make contact with the line of scrimmage, bounced it back out to the left side and picked up what he could. I think it was a good decision. Five minutes and 50 seconds and counting here in this second quarter. Columbia leading 7-6, to six, looking to add on right here. Second and seven as Burton Moore under center. He gives to McCoy on the right side, and he's met in the backfield and goes down. Dominic Reed uh, uh, makes the tackle in the backfield for a one-yard loss or two-yard loss, I guess. Hey, a Cole just got beat that time. Mm. Simple mm. as that. Mm. Simple as that. 
So now it's third and 10 from the 22. Big play right here, but I, I don't know if we're. I think you're trying you know, to pick up five, six, seven, somewhere in that range, it. and I think you go for it at that point. Well, here we go. Burton Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Third and 10. Clock at 455 and counting. Here's Moore being pressured. Steps up out of the pocket. He throws it into the end zone, and it's intercepted down at the seven-yard line as uh, an ill-advised pass as he was just trying to reach K.J. Frierson or Richard Powers that were kind of traveling towards the end zone. But unfortunate, it's an interception for the Cougars. Yeah, that's that's kind of the other side of it with a, with a young quarterback. You see the, the good where he hit Davis on that quick slant and picked up first down that got him down here. And then you see kind of a little bit of a, a panic type of play from Burton as he escapes the pocket, escapes pressure. He's just trying to get rid of it at that point and just, just throws a bad pass uh, right to the defender. Uh, best thing about that is they're backed up uh, inside their own 10, and, and Columbia, once again, is winning the field possession battle at this point. Right at the 10-yard line are the Cougars, first and 10. Here's Nieves, going to give to Tanner Lee up the middle. He's got five. He's got seven, and still on his feet before they finally bring him down. Maybe they're just going to give him five yards right there for his uh, – uh, momentum there to get five yards on that first down play, so it'll be second and five from the 15. Yeah, just a, another win from Centennial at the line of scrimmage. They got some hefty guys, especially in the middle right there, uh, to kind of lock out and extend and make make a gap for for these big, powerful running backs to slip through. And you know, before you know it, they got five yards right there. You know, a good time by linebackers to step up and stop them at that point, but still a good game for first down. For the Cougars. Nieves takes the shotgun snap and is throwing downfield, makes the completion. First down up to the 27 yard line. Go the Cougars. And I didn't see who that was. Uh, Hunter Smith came in there and cleaned it up. But Kanai Johnson making the catch again. Yeah, it was. Wow. So first and 10 for the Cougars. Clock will continue to roll at 345 and counting. Columbia leading 7-6 to six in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs remember, in the second quarter. Remember, Columbia gets it back uh, for the second half kickoff. They do get the football first in the third quarter. Here's Nieves in the shotgun, takes a snap, and he's going to give it to Tanner Lee, and he is met by Cam Bratton and Jaravius Hall. Or, no, that's Tristan Harden there initially to make the stop, and along with Jaravius as a pickup of four on the play for Tanner Lee. Still a good gain on first down. You, yeah. you know, as an offense, four yards is kind of the number that you want to – you want to achieve on first down. It makes second and third a lot easier. Then, you know, you pick up three, even four, maybe five yards on, on, on second down. makes third down a lot more manageable, and you got a lot of things in your in your playbook to call on that down. Second and six. Nieves empties the backfield, looking to throw. Here comes the pass, and it's incomplete. Drops. Trying to reach to the little screen over here on the near sideline. Taylor quick out, and in falls incomplete, so it'll be third and six. Yeah, just a drop right there. Taylor Vaughn, number seven. Small guy, 5'7", 160-pound junior, just, just couldn't haul it in right there. Big play right here for the Columbia Lion defense as the clock stopped with 2.51 to go here in this second quarter. Nieves in the shotgun. Tanner Lee on his right hip. He's looking to throw. 
And he steps up. He's throwing it. Makes a completion to Kanai Johnson. First down, pick up, and still on his feet. Across the 40-yard line up to the 41. Goes Kanai Johnson and the Cougars. Another first down. Now, I mentioned earlier that Coach Stone, the defensive coordinator, wants these guys to keep everything in front of them. Yeah. I was think, definitely in front. Nobody was on him. I didn't think he meant that much in front. Yeah, I didn't either. He had about 10, 15 yards to work with. Nobody Corbin, around him. Corbin Williams in coverage. He checks out, and Quan Sims comes back in. A lot of questionable stuff going on uh, in the secondary for Columbia tonight. They're going to get it, gonna have to get it fixed. 220 and counting. Nieves looking to throw again. That was holding. They didn't call it on Cam Bratton. They were holding Cam Bratton and no call on it, but the pass is complete for a short gain, maybe a yard on the play. It'll be second and nine from the Cougar 43-yard line. I don't think holding exists in high school football anymore. (laughs) You're right. Some Some guys are getting, you know, just, you know, tackled. So it's here's, not here's Nieves, 1.45 to go. He's going to give it to Tanner Lee, and he's just met in the backfield and drove back big time. Let's see where they spot this dead burn ball. It All should be marked way back out there. And they're going to give him this. What, why is the clock? Why are we, did somebody call timeout? Centennial just called timeout. But where are they spotting the ball? The oh, my gosh. That's, oh, come on. That's, I mean, where, that's where forward progress was stopped. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They pushed him all the way back, but <laughs> he gets he gets the benefit of the doubt right there, which, you know, I don't, I don't agree with. It should be farther back than that. I don't think he got to that point. But Loss of four. It should have been a loss of eight ten. at least. Yeah. yeah. So they spot it at the Cougar 39-yard line. It'll be third and 13 with 1.36 to go here in this second quarter. Columbia leading 7-6 to six with a chance right here to get off the field. Surely, Lewis, if, if they don't get this, you know, pick up the first down right here, you don't think they would try to no, go you, for it. You got a they? punt. You got a punt. Uh, you know. Maybe if, you know, you get it up to a 50-yard line, it's a fourth down and two, that's kind of – you start to think about it a little bit. But I don't, I don't think you do. You allow Columbia with a short field, if you don't convert on that fourth down, uh, to go down and get some points, even if it's three, you know, you're extending this to a one a four-point lead, and then Columbia gets the ball back after halftime. It wouldn't be smart, but we'll see what happens on this third down. That could that could really uh, factor into the decision on fourth. Huge play for the Columbia Lions defense. Third and 13. Nieves and in the shotgun formation with Tanner Lee on his left hip. He's definitely in a throwing situation right here. And there's a jump by the Lions. Going to give them five free yards. An offside by Fawn Davis on the left end over there. Just a uh, good job by Centennial to make that call to try to draw them off, and they did. It worked right there. It can't work anymore. The hard count but continues. Still third down. They yeah. moved. They changed that down to a first down, but it's still third and eight now. Just, just a fan down there. He doesn't know what he's doing. Third and eight. Nieves empties the backfield. Looking to throw. He's looking deep. There he goes. And that's the ball is incomplete as Kanai Johnson had it in his hands. And he could not hold on. And he's staying down on the ground like he's hurt. I'm not sure there. But if the ball is incomplete, it's going to be fourth and eight from the Cougar 44-yard line. Holding his head right there. That doesn't look like a, a good sight. Yeah, he hit the ground, that's for sure. Kanai should, should have caught that football uh, first and foremost. But he did hit the ground pretty hard. And. He hadn't, uh, not moving a whole lot. 
Not sure what the Cougars think. They got the ball downfield, but that ball's incomplete, so you need to back up. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have to punt it, punt it away to Columbia when the. Uh, he still got Nieves still out there. They're still attending to Kanai Johnson out on the field, and now they're now they're trying to raise him up. He's not sure. They've got him surrounded pretty good, but they've got him sitting on his bottom, sitting up. So. That's a good sign. Didn't see if he was. I don't think there was a late hit right there, but I think he just hit the ground. I didn't see a hit. There he goes. He's on, up on his own power. And he's still slow coming to the sideline. So, and he's been the biggest spark for the Cougars to this point in the game. He's made lots of plays for the Cougars. And he is slowly yeah, I, I, coming off I, I, the sideline. I doubt we see him again. I don't, I don't think so. I, think that's I mean, a, that wouldn't looks, be smart if it looks, he did. Like, it looks like a head injury. And not just trying to say that because he's been burning us all day. But. Yeah, here we go. To punt formation is Wells Stanley, the sophomore kicker for the Cougars. And, again, they have problems getting personnel. This is twice now they've had issues getting their correct personnel in now there's still somebody coming off the field now kind of reminds me of somebody <laughs> columbia that's yeah. who it reminds me of yeah so there's the snap there's the kick and it's away it's a good kick this time jordan davis is going to let it go and that ball is still rolling inside the 10 yard line it's going to be down to at the seven with 120 to go for the lions uh, a long ways 93 yards to go uh, with minute 20, but I guess we have all three timeouts. Yes. We have our timeouts. We, so. should, we should attempt to, to go down and get some points right here. It's uh, a little bit quicker of a two-minute drill, but you've got all three timeouts like you mentioned. You just can't make any mistakes right here. You know, no. what, whatever you do, you can't turn the football over this far back in your territory. You've got all three timeouts. You know, take what you can get. Don't try anything crazy. You get the ball back after halftime. But you still want to try and go get some points right yes. here. Let's get Caden McCoy it's 90, that ball. It's 93 yards. We went 67 in about 30 seconds, though, on that first drive. Yeah, so we did. Here we go. Here we go. Give to McCoy on the left side. He's got some room. He breaks it three for about seven yards or five yards, we'll call it. He gets up to the 13-yard line. I thought he was going to break it. I swear I thought he was going to break out of there. Everybody listening on the radio thought he broke it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, me. So it'll be second, and we'll call it four, a long, a long three. It's really four. Second four, they spot it at the Columbia 13-yard line with 50 seconds to go. Columbia really taking their time. It's got a Shaq Mason jersey right in front of us in the, in the Centennial crowd. Uh, I assume that's somebody, uh, a Centennial fan. Burton Moore gives to Caden McCoy on the left side, and he's trying to break free. He's got his close to He's got the first down. Call the timeout. Uh, they're not going to do it. They're doesn't, just going to let have, it roll out. doesn't have the first down. Two yards short. I thought he had it. They were marking that. So, yeah. They're going to – they're just letting this clock play on out, so I don't think they're even going to get a play in. Didn't call any timeouts. That's – Interesting. Uh, Interesting. Mm. Yeah, they're just going to take it in right here. They get the ball to come back for the second half. It, they lead right here now as it goes down to zero. 
as Columbia has come into this first round of the TWSAA playoffs and looked really, really well, for sure. And we want to remind you and thank all of you. You're listening to WKOM, WKRM, the game of the week for uh, tonight in Columbia, Tennessee. Both, both stations showing us the love for Columbia and leading at the half 7-6 to six over the Centennial Cougars. We're going to take a timeout, hear from some of our sponsors, and we'll be back to talk some more about halftime and get you ready for the second half action. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
The Medicare annual enrollment period starts October 15th, and Murray Regional Health wants to make sure you have all the information you need before enrolling or changing your plan. Murray Regional will host the free Your Medicare in 2024 seminar at the Murray Regional Annex at 1223 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia on November 3rd, where experts will explain Medicare plan changes and answer any questions about enrollment. No registration is necessary to attend. For more information, go to murrayregional.com. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Hello, I'm Rick Whitley. And I'm Daniel Pollard from Jones and Lang Sporting Goods. We would like to take this opportunity to thank all of you for the many years of support. Since 1966, Jones and Lang has been locally owned and operated and supplying teams from T-ball to college. Stop by and see what we can do for you. We offer a wide variety of services from silk screening and embroidery to our custom trophy and awards department. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 and Saturday, 9 to noon. Remember, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. halftime here in Franklin, Tennessee, where the Columbia Lions hold a 7-6 lead over the Centennial Cougars in the first round of a TSSAA playoffs. Clayton Harris down at field level, got a word with coach, head coach Stradarius Goff as they were heading to the locker room. Let's tune in and hear what head coach Stradarius Goff said about his team's first half performance. Here with coach Stradarius Goff. At the half, he leads 7-6 to six over Centennial. Coach, thoughts on the team's first half performance? Man, uh, I think they played hard, man. We cleaned up a couple mistakes and executed a couple plays better. We right there, man. Defense is playing lights out. Offense playing good. We just got to keep going, man. Good luck in the second half. All right, thank you. That was head coach Yeah, he sure does. Uh, you know, I hate to do it, but I'd kind of disagree with Coach Goff on a couple of things. We need to clean up some stuff on defense. You know, and and I'm not disagreeing with him. I, I'm not really meaning that, but... Well, know, we Col- held him to six points. That's true. So. That's true, but Columbia has got to be able to stop these drives a little bit quicker than they have been. I know they're bending, they don't break, but it's just, it's 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 hard on the heart to watch as, as these guys are just walking up and down the field. Um, but to their credit, they're getting stops when they need them the most. Uh, and I think that's what's been the difference in this ball game. Still only one possession for Columbia with really any fortitude to it. Uh, that first possession where uh, Cade McCoy took it the length, 67 yards for that touchdown off of the screen pass. But it's going to take more than that in the second half to come out with a victory. They've still got a one-point lead. Get the ball back after halftime. Hopefully something can happen there. We can add to this lead. 
but even with a touchdown and an extra point, this is still a one-possession game. You know, I kind of wonder if you do score, you go for two right there, make it a two-possession game, it'd be a nine-point game at that point. And that's how you really could capitalize off of that missed extra point from Centennial. Well, there's no doubt uh, Columbia, uh, that, you know, hit pay dirt right, right away. There's first possession, the third play of their possession, a screen pass to Caden McCoy, and he goes 67 yards. So that's the play of the game for sure for Columbia to this point. And, uh, otherwise, we've had some other opportunities, you know, to, to get downfield. We've had good field position for most of, the, most of the first half. Let's hope that all comes about for the second half. So some scores of interest. Shelbyville, I guess by halftime now, they are, uh, uh, Shelbyville is playing Hillsboro in Hillsboro, uh, excuse me, in Shelbyville. Shelbyville leading 14 to nothing. Now, Franklin County on the road at Page. Franklin County, the number four seed for Region 5. Uh, Page, the number one seed in Region 4. They're winning at halftime 44 to nothing. Wow. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Columbia would be playing, if with a win tonight, Columbia would be playing the winner of Shelbyville and Hillsboro. That's correct. And if Shelbyville wins, then the, 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 winner, uh, the winner of this game would go to Shelbyville because they're our number one seed. And uh, if they, they were to win, that's where the winner of this game tonight will go play, whether it's it's going to be the Lions, right? So either the, the Lions or, or the Cougars are going to would, pl- would play in Shelbyville, but I'm saying it's going to be the Lions. We're going to win this game and in it, this second half. And no doubt it looks like Shelbyville may come away with a victory there. Don't know that for sure yet, but, but if they do, Everybody remembers what a game that was at Lindsey Nelson Stadium, uh, you know, midway through the season. Should have won it. Should have won it. And, well, it's uh, about the third third game. Yeah, it was it was early it was yeah. before midway, but um, Columbia with a with a costly missed opportunity on an onside kick, and then a big penalty, a, a personal foul right thereafter, uh, set Shelbyville up with with perfect perfect position to uh, to win the football game there and. Ended up doing it. So, uh, I, uh, you know, if Columbia gets to win tonight, I think that's who I'd, I'd want to have uh, as a rematch there. Nolansville, the number three seed at uh, for Region 4. They are playing at Tullahoma. They are uh, knotted at zero at halftime. So no score between Tullahoma and Nolansville tonight. See another score there. Moore County ahead 14 to nothing in the first quarter. I'm not sure where that score comes from or who they're even playing, but somebody sent me that, that score. Uh, but here we are at halftime as the Centennial High School marching band is performing out here at halftime. We're about 10 minutes left until we begin. Uh, are there about 10 minutes? Not sure about the TV timeouts and how long <laughs> halftimes will be around Probably here. Probably about 20. Yeah, no telling. But, yeah, I was going to say earlier, for our, for our sponsors for Columbia Central High School football, it's usually just one you know kind of commercial per timeout we take, and it's usually not a whole lot of timeouts that we take because we're always talking our heads off. But uh, trust me, you guys, you guys are uh, definitely getting your money's worth tonight. No doubt about it. A lot it. of commercials planned because of these TV timeouts for sure. No doubt about it. So with that, we'll take a another timeout and uh, – catch our breath a little bit more and uh, we'll get ready for second half action. Maybe we'll come back and hear some more from the Centennial High School Band here. But you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football where they're leading 7-6 to six 
here at halftime over the Centennial Cougars in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. It's Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Fast forward to the cool 1950s with the iconic Blue Note.
Let's hear it for your award-winning Centennial High School Marching Cougars. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. 
Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family-owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. We always get the question, what is Caledonia? That's easy. We're a full financial services firm. Who is Caledonia? Well, that's a little more interesting. Monty has an economics background. Daisy and Perry come from the banking world. Gay is an accountant. And Thomas has science and business degrees. Blair was a small business owner. Finally, I'm Becky Price, and I have a background in education. Together, we make up Caledonian Financial in historic downtown Columbia. Securities and investment advisory services offered through NBC Securities Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Centennial High School, where the Columbia Central Lions and the Centennial Cougars are getting set for second-half action here in this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Lewis leading 7-6 to six over Centennial. Not sure how many would have thought this would have predicted the score for this first half of this ball game, but that's what it is. It's 7-6, to six. Yeah. and, and th- those two scores happened early. Uh, and that's where we sit. The missed, missed extra point by Centennial, and that's where we stand. Yeah, in the pregame, I, I said that it was going to be a back-and-forth type of game. You know, I, I thought that would be one way or another, offensively or defensively, and it started out offensively, and I also said don't know how much of a back-and-forth it's going to be because, you know, I, I didn't think that would be, be as much scoring as a lot of people thought it would be, and that's kind of turned out to be the case in the first half. But, uh after those first couple of possessions for either squad, it's really been back and forth defensively. A lot of good defensive play uh, from Centennial and from Columbia. Seven to six ball game. It's a slugfest. It's exactly what Tennessee playoff football uh, entails and is supposed to mean. Uh, and I think we're in for a really good second half of play. And I think, uh, you know, that Columbia, you know, not think, but they need to go down and get a score right here on this opening possession and then go for two, make this thing a two-possession game. If you don't get it, you're still up by a touchdown, seven points. If you do get it, you're up by nine as a two-possession game. And with the way your defense is playing, you could ride that thing out for the rest of the game, win this thing, uh, let's see, win this thing 15 to six, and that'd be a final. Or even 15 to 14, that'd be a final right there. That'd be good, too. 
There goes a 45-yarder. Beto kicking a 45-yarder. Did it go? A little short. All right, a little short. He's, he's warming up there here at halftime, and both teams are now back on the field. I guess we're probably waiting on my TV 30. But listen, I've just gotten some stats from Maurice Patton with Main Street Murray Media, the uh, Columbia 110 total yards in the first half on 11 carries for 20 20 yards rushing and two of seven passing for 90 yards, three first downs for Columbia. Centennial, 170 total yards, 92 yards rushing, 78 yards passing. They've got nine first downs. And McCoy, 10 carries for 20 yards rushing. I would have thought he would have had more than that. But But obviously obviously, the 67-yard screen pass. Yeah. So, But we do know this. Columbia is going to get the second-half kickoff. And let's hope that we can move and uh, do like we did the first possession, <laughs> you know, of the first half. That Look would at that. be good. Middle of the front line on the kickoff return team is, is the former quarterback, Kaysen Tyson, showing that he's, uh, you know, taken play. out and he wants to play. He wants to be a part of this team. I love it. And that's awesome right there. That is awesome. In that's the block. Really so here's As a team uh, player. Here's Centennial set to kick off. And there is the kick. It's going to be somewhat short. Is uh, no, it's going to go. Finally, goes into the end zone. I was scared that was going to stop, and uh, Justice Haggard was going to let it go over his head without the return. So Columbia will get it first and ten at their own twenty-yard line as we begin the second half of action. Twelve minutes to go in each of these quarters. The third quarter beginning here. Columbia leading seven to six again. First. Uh, the first round of the TSSAA playoffs. And, yeah, it was outside the press box uh, at halftime. I don't think it's as cold as maybe what they thought that it was going to be by now. I know the temperatures are going to continue to drop, but I don't think the, the temperatures had any factor. It's a perfect night for football. Here's Moore giving it to Caden McCoy as he pushes forward for three yards, four yards. Caden McCoy goes for four on the left side of the Columbia offensive line. Straight ahead right there. Still a good gain on first down. Good start to this uh, second half of play. Was going to say, great to see Justice Haggard back in the ball game after after going down. Didn't see him for the end of the second half as he almost made that interception. Uh, probably got the wind knocked out of him. Probably evaluated him a little bit for a concussion, but obviously got clear to play. That's a big, big time get back for Columbia to have him back in this lineup. Here's Burton Moore now in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Takes the shotgun snap, looking to throw, and throws it quick and almost intercepted. Almost intercepted as he was trying to reach Jordan Davis on a quick slant across the middle, and uh, the defender the defender just took a – I mean, he crashed with Jordan Davis. Kanai Johnson again, who went down in the, in the first half. I was looking to see if he was out. But that's, uh, he just went down again. That, yeah. it started, I mean, he should have had it, but Jordan Davis hit him. They, they collided right at the same time as the ball got there. It was more of Kanai's ball to, to have. After, the, after that hit right there, you got to start thinking about this guy's safety. Two head hits and two times he's been hurt. I think you got to take him out of the ball game here. Yeah, they're still tending to him. He's on one knee as the athletic trainers are – and personnel are taking a look at him. He's still he's got his head down, but he's he's on one knee. He got up hopefully initially just, from the play. Hopefully, just knocked the breath out of him. But two two hard hits that he's taken. Um, it was a big hit. Yeah, here it, it is a, over here with the coaches 
play. It's a big hit. Yeah, yeah trying kind of to the side, maybe a little head contact in there as well. I think he's getting up there. He's, he's slowly coming off. I wouldn't have thought he would have been back in the game after that first uh, half injury. Me neither. It's kind of concerning, to be honest with you. I'm, I promise I'm not just saying that because he's probably the best player that uh, has been on the field tonight for Centennial. Um, but hmm. he's taken two really nasty shots. Third and six now. He's off the field, and they're tending to him here on the sideline. Third and six for the Lions. At The ball is on the 24-yard line. Just underway here in the third quarter. Burton Moore in the shotgun formation. Takes a snap, looking to throw. Steps up into the pocket, looking downfield. Now he's going to take it down and run it, and he picks up a few yards before he runs out of first, before he runs out of bounds, and it's going to be short of the line to gain by about four yards. Yeah, so it's short. that's going to be a punt for mate, punting situation for the Lions. Cam Bratton was kind of asking him, are they, are they staying? Surely we're not going to go it's, for this. It's oh. going to be another quick kick. Okay. Okay, they're going to look like maybe they're going for it. Surely to goodness, it's another quick kick. (laughs) Well, maybe we can fake it. Yeah, they're going. I mean, they're lining up in their regular offensive formation. This is scary. Is uh, Burton Moore in the shotgun formation. He takes a snap, and he is going to quick kick it, and a great kick. Great kick. Nobody back there deep. Takes a Columbia roll, rolling all the way inside the 25-yard line. Oh, wait a minute, K.J. Frierson and a He's player right. getting into it. Don't throw those punches. He's playing He's the whistle. He's throwing punches. Don't let him throw punches. Uh, tell him throwing <laughs> punches. <laughs> oh, me, but a great, kick, yeah, by, a great kick by Burton Moore, the kind of the quick kick formation on fourth and six as he punts it, and it's going to be downed at the 25-yard line of Centennial where they'll take over for their first possession. So a quick three and out for the Lions. Another TV timeout. Oh, wow. So <laughs> every possession like this, a change of possession, we will have that TV timeout, but, and we'll take one with him. As, uh, we're just really underway. Hadn't even played a minute yet here in this third quarter. It's 11 minutes and two seconds to Coming go. Up to the defense here. And we'll take a quick timeout as well. And we appreciate those sponsors and folks that are listening. I hope you'll in, uh, be encouraged to uh, support the sponsors that are supporting Columbia Lions football. And this is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, southern middle Tennessee, and north Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long, hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across southern middle Tennessee and north Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. This is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager at Columbia Ace Hardware. We have changed our store hours to better serve our community. Columbia Ace Hardware is now open from 7 to 7, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 4 on Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us show you customer service that can only be found at Columbia Ace Hardware. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
And welcome back to Centennial High School here in the third quarter action. Uh, Centennial now takes it first and ten from their own 25-yard line. Naive has uh, hands off to Tanner Lee up the middle, that counterplay, and he's going to get five yards up to the 30 and tackled by Justice Haggard and uh, Altry Smith. But still too much, Lewis, on first down. It just seems like our line, our, especially our, our inside linebackers, are running this thing up the middle. You know, they're getting gap separation up front, the offensive line for Centennial, and it just seems like our, our middle linebackers are playing really deep tonight and not quick enough. they got to step up quicker and, and, and lay the wood right there at the line of scrimmage. Nieves gives it again to Lee, and he's met this time. And there's a penalty flag. That's, that's always – there's another penalty flag, so that could be it's two holding. It's penalties. holding on Jaravius. Yes. They, they, they tackled him. <laughs> Malik made the stop after only about a yard or maybe two-yard gain. But two flags come in on the play. There it is. A personal, personal foul. foul. What, what is the chop block? A it's, chop block. It's not the signal for chop block, but it's yeah, called that's an offsides. <laughs> uh, a personal foul uh, offsides penalty is what they just called. But we'll take the 15 <laughs> yards anyway. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's going to back them up for sure. Down to the, the 15. 15. So now they've got to get to the 35. So... Is second and 20 for the Cougars. This is where we need to take advantage and keep them back here, get off the field, you know, get this field position obviously in our favor again. Now, this is where you keep everything in front of you. I mean, that's, that's the key to the Don't game. Don't let right them here. get the first. You, you keep know? everything in front of you and you keep it in front of those sticks. You, you won the possession, you get the football back, and it was another opportunity to score some points. Nieves in the shotgun, in the pistol formation, got Tanner Lee behind him. And he's going to fake to him and looking to throw. And he throws it out, and that ball hits the ground. Incomplete. Hits the ground at the 30. So the ball falls just short of the intended receiver. And Taylor Vaughn over there. Okay, I was going to say, not Kanai Johnson, right? No. He's not in. I hope not. Yeah. At that point, I'd start to question some people. I don't even see John. Well, yeah, Johnson is uh, doesn't have his helmet. He's sitting on the bench over okay. here on the sideline. Gotcha. Probably a concussion for him. So now third and 20 for the Cougars from their own 15-yard line. Got to get it to the 35 for the first. Nieves in the shotgun. Tanner Lee on his right hip. Backs up in the pocket, looking to throw, going deep downfield this time. He's got a man beat, and it's – it's caught. No, it's yeah. incomplete. Good play by wow. Justice Haggard and K.J. Frierson covering on the intended receiver as they tipped the ball up. And then that receiver almost got it on the way down. But as soon as he hit the ground, the ball pops out. So it's fourth and 20. Yeah, it was, it was Odie trying to go deep. Uh, they, were trying, so they were trying to get it to the number 12 down the, down the right side hash of the field, uh, going right to left. And, my goodness, he, he had a chance at it at first. Justice Hager was in great position. I think they had equally had, a, had an opportunity to catch one. Uh, and then punched it out, almost re-caught it, and then Justice Haggard popped it out again. It's Cade McCoy back here to return the punt, by the way. Yes. That's dangerous right there. I like that. Punt formation for the Cougars. Now now Justin, uh, just Jordan Davis back there, too. Punt is away. Short kick. Short kick. Short takes a – oh, he picks it up and – that was dangerous. Goodness, that was dangerous. But we get it to the 49-yard line, or they'll call it right at the 50-yard line. Who was that? Was that Jason Barnett or Efron Davis that caught that ball? It was Caden McCoy. Oh, was it? I thought Caden was on this side. Yes, sir, it was Caden McCoy. 
Okay. Jordan Davis was on this side. Okay. All right. Caden McCoy was on that side. Caden was going to try hey, to make something out of that. If, anybody, if there's anybody that I'm comfortable with doing that, it's him. I'm still not comfortable with it, though. You know, yeah. four guys around that ball and a rolling uh, stops the football, picks it up, scoops it up. <laughs> Didn't yeah. work, but it could have. First and ten midfield. Hand off to McCoy on the right side. He's got a little room. Crosses the midfield. Crosses down to the gets to the 44-yard line of Centennial. Pick up a six on the play. It'll be second and four for the Lions. Great first down play. Hard hit on the hole from McCoy. Got a little bit of a crease. Made the most of it. You set yourself up. You got two downs to pick up four yards here. That's great. That's great news for the, for an offense. Let's go. Come Give it to him again. Feed Come it to him. Start line. eating some clock. Yeah. Under center. Give to McCoy on the left side. He's hitting the backfield. He's going to lose three. That, that defender was, was untouched as he came through the defensive line and makes a stop in the backfield, a loss of three on the play. It'll now be third and seven. Yeah, yeah, the, the two downs to, to pick up four yards kind of doesn't work when you don't block and you lose three yards on the ensuing play. Mm. So now a ball spotted at the Centennial 47-yard line as clock runs with 8.55 to go here in the third quarter. Columbia leading 7-6, trying to make a drive here in this third quarter. Got to add to it. Got to. Here's Burton Moore looking to throw. There was a hold. He's throwing downfield. Got a man wide open and can't make the catch is Jamar. Right. Jamar Morris. Jamar yes. Morris had the ball in his hands just a little six. high, and he was all alone inside the 20-yard line and just couldn't bring it down. Still a catchable football. You got to make that play. And, uh, wow. He was all by himself. That would have been mm. six. He was all the way mm. down about the 14, 13-yard line uh, where he jumped up and just went off his hands. Make Fourth. contact with the football. That's the rule. You, you touch it, you got to catch it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Fourth and seven, and Columbia lining up with their regular offense, but this is normally what we've seen the last few fourth downs is, is uh, Burton Moore takes a quick kick, and that's what he's going to do again right here. A good kick, nobody back there, and the ball is going to hit at the 10 and bounces backwards towards uh, be about the 12. Yeah, they're 12 13. spot it at 13 the 13-yard yard line. line. Great punt. Yeah. So good play there for for the Lions if they can just keep them down there. And another TV timeout. We'll take one with them as Columbia now back on defense, Centennial on offense with 8.28 to go here in the third quarter. Columbia still leading 7-6. to six. We'll be right back. This is Elk Kennedy. The old saying is, happy wife, happy life could be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled. But then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Are you a homeowner looking to unlock the potential of your home equity? Explore a home equity loan with First Farmers. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers, and we would like to invite you to access funds with a home equity loan. For home improvements, invest in education, or simplify your finances, you can make your dreams a reality with the power of your home equity. Get started today. Apply online at myfirstfarmers.com or call to speak with one of our team specialists at 1-800-882-8378. Equal housing lender. 
Welcome back to Centennial High School as we're still waiting for play to resume here on this TSSAA first round playoff Friday night lights here at Centennial High School. Columbia leading 7-6 to six over the Cougars. Cougars get the ball now at their 13-yard line. We're to be first and 10. We need a good defensive stand here, Lewis, to, to stop the the Cougars. Yeah, at some point that, lead, that, that, that score is going to change, I promise you. It's just uh, going to depend on who is going to make that score change. Columbia been stalling offensively. Got to get another stop here. It's going to pick six. That'd be nice. That would be nice. Nieves hands off to Lee around the right side, and he's bottled up right down there, just right at the line of scrimmage. Is uh, he's really going to get maybe a half yard? They'll give him. It'll be no gain. It'll be second and ten. From the 13. Yeah, no gain on that play. Great, great job. Tried to get him on a, on a little sweep out to the right side. Everybody read it perfectly. Quan Sim stepped up. Autry Smith stepped up. Malik was Malik there. Malik Smith stepped up. And then they kind of missed some tackles. Could have been a, a loss on the play. But forced him back inside, which is really your job. You force him back into those big guys. They make the play. And uh, no gain on the play. That, that's a win, regardless. Here's Nieves looking to throw. He's being pressured, and there he's going deep, and uh, no call, no, incomplete pass. Jordan Davis and Justice Haggard defending Odie at the 45-yard line of Columbia, but the ball falls incomplete. That was a very, very deep pass, obviously taking advantage of that second down play, which kind of opens up your playbook a little bit. You want to take a shot. Didn't work. Ends up in a third and ten. Almost an interception from Jordan Davis. I've said this a couple times throughout the season. He is getting recruited as a defensive back and not a wide receiver. Right. Wide receiver might have made that catch right there, but a good pass breakup from Jordan nonetheless. Yep. Here's a big play now for the Lion defense. Third and ten from the Cougar 13-yard line. Clock stopped at 7.43. Nieves in the shotgun. Takes the snap, looking to throw. Steps up into the pocket, being pressured from behind. There goes the throw, and it's caught. No, it's incomplete. The ball was right there, and he dropped it. It would have been the first down. Odie, again, the intended receiver, but it's going to be incomplete. Fourth and ten for the Cougars at their own 13. A punting situation for sure. Good field position we should have, and maybe a run back. I'm thinking we, we're, we're due a run back right here, a return by either Davis, and here comes McCoy yeah. to take Haggard's place. They're obviously limiting Haggard a little bit. Got him in there at safety, but he's usually the one back there returning punts. And the punter standing in his own end zone. This is this is a great opportunity if we're going to ever have a return. This is going to be where it's at. A special teams play at this point could be the difference. There's the snap. A good punt this time by the punter as Davis gets it at the – oh, no. Fall on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. And the Cougars have fallen on a muff punt. By Jordan Davis, but what should have been Davis kick, is kick, arguing should have been kick catch interference. You know, Davis it, is arguing. The referees are are joined there together now to, to talk about this. You got to give him enough area to catch the ball, and the guy did not. He was right in his face when he tried to catch the football, and that's what made him muff it. We don't see a replay yet. I'm sure the folks watching on TV can see a replay. But the sure referees are still, they're going to give them the ball. They give them the ball at the Columbia 45-yard line. Columbia, the Cougars will take over first and 10 
after the muff punt by Jordan Davis. And then Altry Smith was trying to cover it as well. I couldn't understand why he couldn't get to it. He just didn't Altry. have his balance. He was falling backwards and then didn't have enough time to, to oh. reforce his momentum back forwards and just didn't get there in time. What a what an unfortunate situation. I mean, I mean the guy he, hit, he hit him. The guy hit him. Hit him in the arm yep. before he caught the punt. We just saw a replay. Wow. Here's Nieves. Nieves now first and ten at the Columbia 45-yard line. Nieves going to give it to Lee around the left side, and he's going to pick his way, and there's a flag. That's going to be holding. Makeup call probably. Yes. A makeup call. But he picks up six yards on that carry. Should be first and 20 from the Centennial 40, 45 now. 7-17 to go, and there is the call holding on the Cougars. Definitely a makeup call. Yes. That muff punt was ridiculous. So they bring it all the way back to the Cougar 46-yard line is now where it'll be first and about 17, or first and about 18, I guess. Or 19, right? Should be. Yeah, I guess it's a spot somewhere the spot, and it was a yard beyond the line of scrimmage, the original line of scrimmage. So they put it at the 44 of the Cougars, where it'll be first and 19. Handoff now around the right side goes Tanner Lee, and he is hit by Justice Haggard. Oh, I no. thought the ball was out. Justice <laughs> Haggard made a heck of a play from his cornerback position. Something flew up in the air, maybe a glove or something. I thought, I thought the football came out there for a second. I apologize. Yeah, pickup of one on the play, so it'll be second and 18. Now for the Cougars, clock runs at 6.40 to go here in this third quarter. Columbia still leading. In this game, seven to six. Kind of amazing that this game is still at seven to six. The way it started, a lot of fireworks early, a lot of a lot of football moving up and down the field, and uh, we got the same exact score as we did in the first quarter. So at least we're going. They're going back the other way. That's true. Here's Nieves looking to throw, being pressured out of the pocket. That's a that's a that's a grounding. That's got to be grounding. That's grounding. I mean, are you not going to call that? He was not out of the pocket. That's got to be intentional grounding. Who was that that got him? Was that Yvonne? It was, it was Yvonne Davis who got back there. That's intentional grounding. Oh, my gosh. He was not out of the pocket, and he was about to get sacked, so he just threw it into the dirt. Oh, man. He did come, he did come this way he a little out. bit. He wasn't out. There's no um, way. Um, oh, gone. But third, third, third down and 18. The line to gain is the Columbia 35-yard line. The ball spotted at the Cougar 47. Got to keep everything in front of you and get a stop. Here's Nieves in the shotgun. Takes the snap, looking to throw. And there's the pass to Tanner Lee into the flat. And he's going to be stopped short. Got a punt. No, they're probably in. They're probably in territory where they'll go it'll be for it right it'll here. It'll be fourth and nine of the 44-yard line of Columbia. It is kind of no man's land. Yeah, I'd, I'd like them to go for it. I I'll think take they the, are. I'll take the football right there. Yeah, I think they're Got to get a stop. Got to get a stop. It's scary, but I like it. So a good pitch and catch there from Nieves to Tanner Lee. Ball at the Columbia 44-yard line. Nieves in the shotgun. Big play here for the Lions. They've already made two stops on fourth down in this ball game. 
Here's Nieves looking to throw. Got time. There's holding. There's holding, and they're not going to call it. And he, Nieves trying to get to his first turnover. down. He doesn't Turn make it. On downs. He does Turn not make on it. Downs. Yes. And somebody's – is that Davis that's yeah. hurt? But he's okay. He's fine. But now that's – I mean, my gosh, the holding. Right in his face, too. Oh. We appreciate it, though. We'll take the football and the first down, and we're going to go score. Thank you very much. We've got to make a move right here. We've got to score. Just an update for everybody. Kanai Johnson on the sideline in a sweatshirt. No shoulder pads on. Still got his pants on, but looks like he's done for the night. Got it. Got it. Okay. So here's Burton Moore bringing his Columbia offensive team up to the line of scrimmage. He's under center in eye formation. Give to Caden McCoy up the middle, looking for room. He pushes forward for about three up to the 40. Just, uh, you know, three yards on a cloud of dust right I'll there. I'll take it. I will, too. I'll take it right now, but we got to get first downs. You want to sure. get, get four, but three will work in a situation like this. I just want more time to keep coming off this clock. What is it? It's five minutes. we got 20 under, minutes under in this five. game. Under five now to go in the third quarter and clock running. Second and... We'll call it a long six. It'll be second seven. Ball at the Columbia 40-yard line. Burton Moore under center, the sophomore quarterback. Give to McCoy. Looking on the left side, trying to get find a room. Reverses outside. He's going to lose ground. Back to the original line of scrimmage. Loses three. It's going to be third and ten for the Lions. And it just seems like every time we get a positive play going forward in the run game, somebody misses an assignment. And a defensive lineman or a linebacker squeaks through and makes a play in the backfield. I mean, we've seen it all night. It's so frustrating. Very, very frustrating. Jordan Davis into the lineup. Passing situation here for the Lions. And it's all about execution. All it is is execution. Guys are just slipping right through into the backfield and blowing the play up. Ball at the 37-yard line of Columbia. Third and 10. Burton Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Takes the snap. Looking to throw. Downfield. He's got... Morris, and where is a flag? There is no flag. Morris got kind of knocked down, incidentally, but uh, he was looking for Morris again across the middle of the field, deep, deep in, down to the 40-yard line, and ball falls incomplete. It'll be fourth and ten for the Lions at their own 37. Stops the clock with 3.49 to go here in this third quarter. Yeah, those, those two, the, the safety, it was uh, Jamar and uh, Jaden George. They got tripped up right there, and it was definitely incidental contact. Good no call. Burton Moore now going to do the quick kick again. A good high kick, not too far this time. And it's, it's oh, dropped. Football is on the ground. He got it back, though. He was calling for a fair catch, I think, is uh, – Sure, who that is? That's a, can't even pronounce his name. Oh, four. It was George. Jaden George was the yeah. He's the safety that dropped back. Was going to return it, but called a fair catch. Almost muffed it, or he did muff it, but jumped back on top of it. Good field position for Centennial now at the thirty at their own thirty-three yard line. It'll be first and ten. As the clock now at three forty-seven to go here in this third quarter. Columbia leading seven to six in this first round playoff game. Back on the shoulders of the defense once again. They're going to show up like they have all we night. Need a, we need a pick. We need a pick for sure. And they're going to throw it. Here's Nieves looking to throw. And there it is to the outlet man, Tanner Lee. And he's got 
first down and more crosses midfield. As you can hear people hollering, holding, but no flags on the field. And into Columbia territory goes Tanner Lee on the short outlet pass as he goes 30, 20 yards for a first down down to the 48-yard line of Columbia. Playoff football, and we're still dealing with stuff like this, is, is absolutely unbelievable. Had him completely turned back around, back to the sideline, holding both of his shoulders. First and 10. Here comes the jet sweep to the right. And what a play wow. by Justice Haggard. Oh, my gosh, he came out of nowhere for a loss on the play. Back into uh, Cougar territory at the 49. What a play by Justice Haggard. He came in there like a heat-seeking missile. Wow. I think he had a headset on or something. He heard these guys calling Jet or else yeah. he, he knew it himself, which was uh, obviously what happened. He knew exactly what was coming. Shot in there like a missile from his safety spot all the way, probably 10 yards off the ball. And ended up in the backfield, flew in like Superman at the ankles of the, of the ball carrier and made a great tackle. Loss of three. It'll be second and 13 for the Cougars. Yeah, he is, he's working them now. Here we go. Trips, 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 trips. Trips tight, trips tight. Here's Nieves looking to throw. Screen, looking screen, for a screen. screen, being pressured, moves out of the pocket. And he's going to go down yes, sack. Yes, Who was that? Yes. Who Devon is it? Davis. Devon Davis, a great play on the, on the quarterback right there. What a play. Shoots in there like a cannon once again. And wow. <laughs> Great play from Afan. Only his third start of the year and hadn't gotten any playing time uh, before that. And he's, he's, he's filled in great. His best play by far right there, but he's filled in terrifically at that spot. Loss of nine, loss of ten on the play. Or, or loss of eight. We'll call it an eight-yard sack with now it'll be third and 22. This the ball spotted at the 41 of the Cougars. This defense is playing out of their minds right now. Here's Nieves looking to throw. There's holding. Nobody calling it. Nieves moves out of the pocket, throws it incomplete. Incomplete. It'll be fourth and 22. We don't care if they're getting help from the officials. They're not going to pick it up anyway. Fourth down and fourth down and 22. Fourth down and from here to Columbia. That's let's we'll call it that. Get off the field. Yeah. But I mean, we just we just had this a moment ago. Fourth and long, and we can't have another muff punt. We need, we need, we need a good return here, or a good, you know, catching this ball. There's nobody there by himself right now. Yeah. There's the snap. Here's the punt. Gets it away. Not a very long punt. Short punt, but takes a cougar roll. It's going to roll inside the 20. Down at the 17 or the 16-yard line, Columbia will take over first and 10 at their own 16-yard line with a minute 46 to go here in this third quarter. Doesn't look like we're going to a TV timeout this time. We'll get to play some offense right away. Yeah, I was about to celebrate that a little bit. No TV timeout. We can actually play some football. I don't know how those college and pro guys do it. This, is, this has been a long night. Yes, for sure. Fun night, though. This is, this is an exciting game. Without a doubt, playoff football. As you know, is a lot of fun. It sure is. Got to win. Columbia's got a chance here. Got to win. Columbia's got a chance. That's what makes it really fun. Seven and three going against eight and two here in this first round. A two versus a three. Here's Burton Moore. Nope. Nope. Going to have a penalty. Going to have movement or something on Columbia. Uh, Columbia might have not gotten set right there. Oh, no, offsides. Offsides. offsides on the defense. Wow. I'll take it. It's going to be first and five for the Lions. 
It's Man. a lot better than first and 15, I'll tell you yes. that much right now. Yeah. I'll take first and five. Up to the 22 now is the ball set. Awesome. You kind of open your playbook right here, right? I think you keep running this football. McCoy lined up in the I formation behind Whitehead. Give to McCoy on the left side, looking for room. And he gets bottled up right at the line of scrimmage. He might have lost a yard. I think he got right back to the line. Yeah, he's still about a half blown yard. up in the backfield. Brian Whitehead, the fullback, comes up limp on that play as well. Mm. You got some replacements for him. Malik Smith has played a lot of fullback this season, but you'd like Whitehead in there. Second and six now for the Lions. Caden McCoy in the backfield. Burton Moore under center. McCoy, the lone setback. McCoy fakes to McCoy. I mean, Burton Moore going deep for Jordan Davis. Davis goes up. He's been he, – that's an interference. I mean, he got held before he jumped for the ball. Come on. Did y'all not see that? Oh, I mean, yeah, I saw that. That's ridiculous. Right at – just that's at the 45-yard line of Centennial, Jordan Davis was going deep, and uh, as soon as he went up for the ball, he got hit, and the ball just fell – over his head. He didn't have a chance to try to catch it. Nope. So it's no, no, no missed call. No, no call. Third and six now for the Lions. Clock stopped at 102 to go here in this third quarter. Columbia leading seven to six. Trying to make something happen here. Trying to get a first down. First of all, continue running this clock and get us down here to scoring yes. position. Here's Moore. In the shotgun, looking to throw. He's looking for Haggard on the far sideline, and it's intercepted. It is intercepted by the Cougars at the Columbia 41-yard line as he was trying to get Justice Haggard, but it was overthrown Haggard, and the receiver, the defender was Cody Williamson, and he just kind of ran right under that ball and kept a foot in before going out of bounds at the 41. So... The Cougars are in business. Yeah, they are. But they haven't been able to move it at all in the second half. Hopefully Columbia's defense can keep on doing what they're doing. They're probably some tired guys out there, but they've got to show up again. They've got to. Oh, man. 57 seconds to go here in this third quarter. The Cougars now with an opportunity of first and 10 from the Columbia 41-yard line. Nieves in the shotgun. Tanner Lee on his right hip. Here comes the jet sweep. A fake there, and he's looking to throw downfield. There's a man downfield. What a play by K.J. Frierson, and they throw the flag. Are you kidding me? He went over his head, didn't touch him, and knocked the ball out, and they're throwing an interference flag. Are you kidding? Where are the flags on the Cougars? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Where are the flags on the Cougars? That's the worst call I've ever seen in my entire life. Where are the flags no, on the Cougars? Made a play on the football and gets called for a pass interference. Wow. Oh, my gosh. That was terrific defense by K.J. Frierson. And the Cougars get an absolute bailout. Oh, man. An now, absolute bailout. Now the ball spotted at the Columbia 26-yard line, first and 10. The sticks are not even set. And they're running. There goes the snap into Lee in the middle. He's going to get about three or four before being brought down at the 22. At the 23, he'll go to the 23. So a four-yard pickup. Kind of forces stop. It's going to go under 30 seconds right here on this play. Second and seven for the Cougars. 
They're going to take their time too here. Probably going to go into a wildcat. <laughs> they have to run the they have to run the play before the clock. Nieves came out. We're down 18 on the play clock. 10 on the play clock. Game. There goes the Wildcat, Dominique Reed, as he goes up the middle inside the 15, down to the 13, goes Dominic Reed in the Wildcat for the first down for the Cougars, or he's right at, yeah, that's a first down for the Cougars as they'll spot it now at the 13, and that's going to end the third quarter of play here in Centennial. Your Columbia Central Lions are still leading in this ball game after three quarters of play. They're leading seven to six over Centennial, but Centennial driving. We'll find out when the fourth quarter action after we return from these messages. This is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Are you looking to turn your car into cold, hard cash today? Don't look any further than Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. You probably know us for selling cars, but did you know we're in the business of buying cars? That's right. We buy all makes and models at top dollar every day. Show up with your car and leave with cash. It's that easy. Stop by today to get a written offer on your vehicle. Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia is family owned and proud to serve our community. You can count on us. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Foster Insurance Agency is a locally owned independent agency and a proud member of the insurers of Tennessee. Foster represents many top-rated insurance companies such as Auto Owners Insurance. The great team at Foster has been servicing Columbia and surrounding areas in Middle Tennessee since 1952 and offers many commercial and personal insurance products. Call Mike Ford or Jimmy Ford today at 931-388-8365 or stop by their convenient location at 204 West 4th Street in Columbia, Tennessee. Welcome back to Centennial High School, where it's the uh, fourth quarter begins on this first round of the TWSAA playoffs here at Centennial High School as the Columbia Central Lions leading right now 7-6, to six, holding on to that one-point lead. The Centennial Cougars have it first and 10 at the Columbia 13-yard line. Nieves. All the way at quarterback. Oh, no, now it's a Dominique, Dominique Reed in the Wildcat formation as he lines up now in the shotgun. There's the snap. He's going right up the middle, and he gets tripped down by Cam Bratton makes the play right there at the line of scrimmage. No, Caleb Clanton. Caleb Clanton making that play. Good play by Caleb right there to keep Reed only a two-yard, maybe a yard-and-a-half game. It'll be second and eight from the eleven. And there for uh, Efon Davis right now. Made a great play on the ball carrier that time. Reed staying in there. Overload left. 
in that wildcat formation. There he goes on the right side, and he's got room, and he's going to go into the end zone for a touchdown. You hear the complaints here in the press box that there was holding on the Cougars, but no flags on the field as the Cougars take the lead. Now on that touchdown run of eight yards by Dominic Reed, the Mr. Football. Probably going to try and go for two here. Finalists, yep, they're going to line up to go for two. As it's 12-7 to seven now as the Cougars take the first their first lead of the game. Here's the snap to Reed. He's just going to go right in the middle, and he is in the end zone for the two-point conversion. So now 14-7, a new score with just beginning this fourth quarter play, 11-22 to go. The Cougars take a seven-point lead, 14-7 over Columbia. Yeah, just uh, hadn't had numbers on the right side, had two blockers out in front of him. An easy path to the end zone. Yeah, that was kind of didn't have any problem with either the touchdown or the two-point try. Nope, they didn't. In that wildcat formation. So Both of them were big. You held them to, you know, a, a five-point lead right there, a touchdown and a field goal, or a touchdown and an extra point puts you up by a field goal, which would be big. Now you got to score a touchdown to tie this thing. Well, we definitely have got to get some offense going here for the Lions. Definitely got to get some offense going. You got to find something within yourself here. And, you know, we've had we've had plenty of opportunities for sure. And just hadn't all our receivers have just not been able to really connect and hold on to those throws from Burton Moore. A couple of those drop balls and we'd be talking about a different ball game right now. And haven't been able to get the get the run game going either. Really. Here's the kick from Centennial. Good kick. It's going to go into the end. Oh, Caden McCoy is going to get it at the two. He's across the 20. He's across the 30. He's gone. He is not going to be stopped. He's gone all the way. 98 yards. Caden McCoy just puts the Lions back on top. Yes, sir. Hello and goodbye. We're not back on top. A point away from tying it. Wow. Yes. Well, that's all right. We're all excited. That was short-lived for the Cougars, baby. Very, very short-lived. 98-yard kickoff return by Caden McCoy. It's a shame that doesn't add to his, I know. Add to his the yards he needs. I'd, I'd call it 100 yards. He was standing on that line. Here's an important extra point attempt. Very important to, sure to tie the game. We got to right tie the game right here. It's all about execution right here. Hunter Woody, the holder. Luis Garcia, the kicker. Not sure who the snapper is. Should be Tyler Huckabee, number 86. There's the snap. High snap, set, kick, and it is no good. There's a penalty. There's a penalty. It's probably the, on Columbia. The, pen, the, the kick was just to the left of the upright, of the left upright. And the penalty is what? This have, is big right have here. Have they said? They here it is. Personal, Personal foul, foul. Yes. on Centennial. So, hey, do you go for two? Yes, go for two. You think you about go for it. Two. You think about it. You'll be set up uh, on the one-yard line right Don't here. Don't call timeout. You go tush-push right here from the old Philadelphia playbook. 
you got a chance to get it in here. You just got to find numbers. They'll stack that box. It'll be tough to get it. I don't know. I'd, Hold up. They didn't move the ball. They I'd play it safe here. Should be you, at the one-yard line, you, half you the get, distance. You, get, you got 25 seconds here, so they're they're acting like we're still going to no, kick go it. For two. Go for two. Now he's going to bring in his offense. He's bringing in the offense. We're bringing in the offense to go for two. You've still got, you still got time here yeah, to get this time. play. There's a, Burton Moore goal. still on the sideline. Not come, He's just now barely coming in, but he's got to hurry. Uh, no, call who, who called it? Timeout okay. Columbia. Columbia takes a timeout. Because what's happened, uh, there's a personal foul on Centennial on the extra point. That moves the ball half the distance to the goal down to the one-yard line. You're down one point, 14 to 13. You're in the fourth quarter. So why wouldn't you maybe go for two? It's scary. You, just, you just kicked it's and you missed it. That's true. You just That's kicked true. it. You kicked it on the extra point and you missed it just to the left. You definitely got to think it was, about it. It was a clean kick. Hold up. You but, definitely got to think about it here. But here we go. So it was a timeout. That's you hate to use those timeouts this early in the fourth quarter, but this is an important play for sure. And what happened there is the offense had already come off the field and were actually trying to get, you know, refreshed over there on the sideline. And so they were not prepared to come in and go for that two. This is huge. So this is huge. All right. Here's Burton Moore. He's going to line his team up. He's under center. Huge play. There's Malik Smith. And Burton Moore is going to push in. He's got it. He has got it. That's in. Burton Moore, the quarterback sneak, the tush push, whatever you want to call it. It's great. Columbia takes the lead. Just like I said earlier, it's now 15 to 14. Columbia leading with 11 minutes and 8 seconds to go here in this fourth quarter of this first round of the playoffs. What a game. Now it's all back in the hands of Columbia's defense. Wow. What a game. We need a turnover. That's that what a, we need is a turnover. That was a huge call by John Moore, and that was a huge, huge play by Burton huge Moore. He play. was stopped at first. He was. Then Malik Smith Malik came in from fullback. Kind of, he wrapped him up at his waist and escorted him into the end zone as they kind of shift. The whole pile kind of fell down to his left. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh, I tell wow. you, what an answer. What an answer from that touchdown that went up, that, that put Centennial up with a two-point conversion. The life was taken out of this box right here in this press box. <laughs> it was just put right back in right there. I'll give you some scores of interest here. Shelbyville leading Hillsboro 21 to nothing in the third quarter. Telahoma still tied 0-0. It's 40 42 to nothing. Shelbyville, Shelbyville's 42 up 42 nothing to nothing. So it's definitely a, a Shelbyville ball game next week for them. Uh, another home game for them. Whoever wins this game will be going to Shelbyville. So the winner of tonight's game, and right now it's the Columbia Central Lions leading 15 to 14 here at Centennial High School. As Luis Garcia going to line up. Tee up the ball at his 40-yard line. Be kicking from his right to left. And let's hope he gets a good another kick into the end zone. Got to put it into the end zone here. No return necessary. I'd, I'd rather him kick it out of bounds and let a return happen here. Here's Garcia. It's going to be short. It's going to hit. At the t- you can get that ball. Pick up that ball. Get on him. As the ball hit the ground, 
And, oh, they're going to call, they're gonna call face mask. They're going to call face mask. Had the ball way back here, and it fell. I mean, the ball kind of hit at the 15-yard line. The return guy just took his time getting that ball, picking it up, and then as soon as he uh, started running, he got hit by a Columbia defender and unfortunately grabbed the face mask. That one hurts. So, that one hurts. That's going to give him really good field position Maybe way on up to about the 30. It's a big penalty. Yeah. Huge. This is this is the most important stop of the game right here. You get the ball back, three or four first downs, you can put this thing, you know, real, real close to the end of the ball game. Eleven minutes to go. He's got to get off the field here. That's the most important thing right now. No points can be allowed on this possession. A turnover. That's what we want so bad right here on this Twins end of the right. field. Ball spotted at the Cougar 34-yard line. First and 10. Nieves in the shotgun. Takes a snap, hands off to Lee around the left side, and he's got room. He's got room. He's across midfield. Now he's across the 40, down to the 37, 36-yard line of Columbia. Goes Tanner Lee just off the left side of the line. Wow. Mm, just play. like that, Tanner Lee has hurt us all night. Yeah, he sure has. Big, powerful running back. Thought we'd see a lot of uh, a lot of Reed, number one, but we've seen a lot of Lee, number two. Yep. And, and he's hurt. Lee's hurt. That was a good play. Jaden George checks into the ball game. Reed will go to tailback, I assume, here. He is. Yep. Oh, which is not a bad backup. Nieves, first and 10 from the Columbia 36-yard line. Oh, ball's juggled by Dominic Lee, and then he's going to go to the end zone. Oh, my gosh. He is in the end zone for a 36-yard run after he bobbled the snap from Nieves, and Dominic Reed just goes to the house. Now, the Cougars retake the lead at 20 to 15. This time they'll kick the extra point. Doggone it. It's interesting. Doggone it. They'll just be up by six here. Two plays, two running plays by the Cougars get them into the end zone. Here's the extra point attempt, snap, set, kick, and it is good. So, new score with 10 minutes and 17 seconds to go here in this fourth quarter. The Cougars leading Columbia now 21 to 15. 21 to 15. We'll take a we'll take a quick timeout and tell you you're listening to Columbia Central Lions football here on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Welcome back to Centennial High School here in this fourth quarter action of the TSSAA first round playoff game at Centennial High School. Centennial just goes back on top of the Lions, 21 to 15. Two running plays, Lewis, and they went 60 yards. Yeah, and it really shouldn't have happened. Uh, Lee comes out of the ball game, comes up limp. 
And then Reed gets the handoff, doesn't get it cleanly, pops up in the air, re-catches it, and then somehow finds his way through the line and goes all the way to the end zone. Just, just more bad tackling. That's yeah. all it is. Well, and after, after he went through that initial line of scrimmage, he was really untouched as he just took off down the, down the far sideline into the end zone for that touchdown. 36 yards for Dominic Reed, the Mr. Football finalist. Now Centennial kicking off to Columbia, and there's the kick. There is going to be a return by Justice Haggard. He gets it at his 11, looking for room. He gets across the 20, crosses the 25, gets down to the gets up to the 29-yard line, goes Justice Haggard, where to be first and 10 for the Lions. It's a flag on the field. There is a flag. That's not a good sign. That's normally a block in the back or a hold. Unless that's block, illegal block on the Lions. Oh, me. So, so much for that return. The only about the 15, probably. You gotta hurry up on these calls. Still hadn't marked it. Holding, Columbia. They'll spot it at the 17 now. At the Columbia 17, first and 10. For Burton Moore and his offense, Caden McCoy, the lone setback is Burton Moore under center, the sophomore quarterback. Trailing now in this game, there goes McCoy on the left side. Not much there. Not a lot of blocking going on uh, for Columbia up front. Going to have to figure that out. Maybe got a yard. It'll be second and nine. Clock runs, 9.50 and counting here in this fourth quarter. Columbia got to have a touchdown. Taking their time, getting to the line. Play clock down to 10. Burton Moore under center. Pitches it to Caden McCoy, looking for room. Breaks through one tackle, not the second. Picks up maybe another yard. Maybe two on that play. It's going to be third and seven. Jamar Morris comes up hurt on that play. It looks like K.J. Frierson going to come in for him. Actually comes in for Whitehead, and Morris stays out there. Got to have a play here. Got to have a play. Burton Moore gets it from the sideline. Breaking the huddle now with 15 to go on the play clock. Game clock counting at 8.50. Here in this fourth quarter, Burton Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Play clock down to three. Gets the snap. Steps up into the pocket, and he's going to be sacked. He's going to lose a yard, so it's going to be fourth and eight for the Lions. And you're going to have to punt for sure here. Yep. Ball spotted inside the 20, their own 20-yard line. And it's going to be Burton Moore to punt it again, it looks like, in that quick catch formation. The Cougars aren't taking any chance. They're not sending anybody back deep yet. I don't believe they will. As uh, Burton Moore is just going to get a free reign to kick it here. There's a snap. There's a kick. A high kick. And going to take a good bounce for Columbia. 
inside the 35 down to the 34-yard line. A good a good kick. Flag on the play. And there is a flag way back at the line of scrimmage. And there's a hurt, injured player for the Cougars on the field without his helmet. Not sure how this is going to play out. Personal foul and get us a first down. <laughs> it's on us. It's They're saying it's on Columbia. Personal foul on, Col- on Columbia. Oh, it's on it, on Centennial. Personal it's foul, off, face mask. So offsetting. 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 So do we kick again? Is that a kick no, again? No, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that you play over. They're going to kick it again. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fourth and it's, I mean, if, if you do over, it's fourth and eight. So, I know. Wait a minute. They moved the ball back further. That's not where the ball was spotted. Should be on the 20. That's not where the ball is spotted. That's that's not the right spot. The ball should be on the 20. There they go. Now they're putting it back at right. They're putting it back at the 19. So it's fourth and eight. Once again, plays off the penalties offset, and it looks like Burton Moore will get this other chance. Hope he gets that same role he did a while ago. Now he's had, expecting you to, to kick it, go find, try and do a little fake here or something. I'm, I'm oh, kidding. He's backing up further this time. Yeah. All right, here we go. Hurt Moore. He's in the shotgun formation. Caden McCoy on his right hip. Nobody back deep. Nobody deep for the Cougars. Here's the kick. Another good kick by Burton Moore. Takes another good Columbia roll. And it's going to be about the same block, but we'll get a little better. Yeah, a little better. Down to the 31-yard line of Centennial is where the Cougars will take over first and 10 with 7.39 to go here in this fourth quarter. Huge, huge possession right here. You know, this is this is kind of do or die right now. You cannot let anything happen we need uh, a defensively. We need a turnover. The turnover would help out a lot. So bad. Roland Manning, your boy, needs to come up and make a play. Yeah, he does. And get a, get a turnover. Somebody knock that ball loose and pick it up and go score. Columbia trailing by six points. Here's Nieves in the shotgun. And it's dominant. No, that's t- oh, yes. a great play. Yes. Who is that? Malik Smith meets, meets Tanner Lee in the backfield. Loss of one. And a loss on the play. It'll be second and 11. That's big. That's big. Still not time to start calling timeouts at this point. You just got to get a three out and get the ball back. Tanner Lee still looks like he's limping a little bit. So he's Definitely not 100%. Can't be. And right now. Here's another big play opportunity for the Columbia defense. They're probably going to run it some more here. Nieves takes the snap, gives the Lee on the right side now. Another good tackle for Malik. Still picks up about five or six on that carry. Tanner Lee up to the Columbia 35. They'll mark it down at the 36 of Centennial. It'll be third and five. Big play. One of the biggest ones. Yeah. As clock runs at 6.40 to go here in this fourth quarter. Columbia trailing by six, 21 to 15. All right. Here's the defense. 
Nieves takes the shotgun snap, gives the lead, and he's stopped. Nope. He's going to push his way for the first down. Looks like the football came loose. Gets up to the 45, Tanner Lee, for the first down for the Cougars. A new set of downs. And that clock will keep running here at 6.18 to go right now as they set the chains on the far side of the field. Hmm. Defense has got to make a play. They got to get a stop. Have to. Wow, what a game. What a game. Nieves, you know they're running. They're going to run, run, run. Give to Lee, coming on the right side this time, and there's a flag. That's going to be a hold and a minimal pickup by Tanner Lee. Finally stops. At 5.39 to go, holding on the Cougars is the call. After maybe a yard gain on that play, and they'll, of course, mark it off from the from the foul. It'll be looks like it's going to be first and twenty. That helps out a little bit. Got to get them behind the sticks to get a stop right here. Got to get the ball back either way. They put it down to the thirty-five, where the Cougars will have it first and twenty. <clears throat> This is going to be a big play right here for the Columbia defense. Somebody's got to make a, a special play, try to get that ball out of, out of their hands. Nieves taking his time. There's the lead and minimal game. Jaravius Hall, or Cam Bratton comes over on the stop and Jordan Davis. Up on the stop for maybe a three-yard pickup. Yeah, picked up three. That's still a good. That's still a good stop defensively, ball especially the, behind the sticks as far. Yeah, ball at the 38. It'll be second and 18. Second and 17, we'll call it. As they're going to take all the clock they can, play clock down to 10. Nieves. Still stays in the shotgun formation, calling out the play, and the clock's going to not make it. They have to take a timeout. That's good. Cougars take a timeout with 4.35 remaining on this fourth quarter clock. And we'll keep it right here, I guess. Huge couple of downs upcoming for Columbia, obviously. Centennial not in a position to go for it at, at any point in the field with a six-point lead. Columbia just has to hold them to less than 18 yards in the next two downs, second and third down. They got to get the ball back and they got to score. It's as simple as that. Down by six points, 21-15, late in the fourth quarter. That's just crunch time. Somebody maybe knock that ball out. You know, knock this ball out. You know, they're probably maybe they will try to throw it, but. Um, if, if they try to throw it, it's going to be something short, probably a, a screen play underneath or maybe they've a, had, maybe a, a they've had success out. with it. Yeah, maybe a real quick out. That's probably the only thing in the in the, in the bag passing-wise. And I, I think they still run it on second down for sure here. Here we go. 
Second and 17 for the Cougars. Lions got a four-man front. Cam Bratton, Tristan Harden, Jaravius Hall. Is that Caleb Clanton over on the far side? Yes. Clanton playing the strong side. Malik Smith, Jason Barnett, the linebackers. He is going to throw it. A little quick outlet pass to Tanner Lee to the left side. He's got a few yards. There's a penalty flag. What is it? we got a hold. And he makes it back to the original line of scrimmage where it would be third and ten. But let's see. He gets up to the 45-yard line of the Cougars. And we'll see where the spot of that foul is. <coughs> Holding on the Cougars. It looks like from right there at that position. So that's going to make it second and 20. They'll pull it back to the 35-yard line, I'd say. Clock. Is at 4.28 to go here in the fourth quarter. Referees still have a chi- time trying to figure out. I think, they're, I think they're, they're trying to get the word from, from Coach Goff yeah. on what he wants to do here. Yeah, because he's good. third and 10 or second and 20. I don't know what you take there. I would take third and 10 myself. I think I would take third down because I don't know. Yeah, I'd take third and 10. Hey, and he did. I think he just declined it. Third and they're gonna. We didn't. Think he declined. Leave it right there. Declined the penalty. Third and ten. It's declined. So now, this is a huge play for the Columbia defense. Another huge play. You can't let these guys out of this. This is a huge play. Got it. Got it. There goes the clock. Got to get a stop. They start the clock. As Dominique Reed is going to play the Wildcat. It's going to be a run. Dominique Reed. Quarterback not in. It's they got 12 on the field. It's Reed and Lee back in the backfield. Here's Dominique. It's Jet Counter. And there goes Dominique, and yes. he's hit hard by Good Jordan job. Davis. Or no, Justice, Justice Haggard makes a great play. Good stop. After he did, did get five yards, gets to midfield. Let's see what the Cougars are going to do now, fourth and five. They're going to stay, keep their offense on the field, it looks like, as the clock now at 340 and counting. Now they're going to bring out a punt team. Let's watch for a fake. Yeah, this is going to be suspect. Watch for the fake. I don't don't think you fake it here. I think you punt it away. Here comes in. Here comes Caden in to receive uh, receive the punt. Ten seconds on the play clock. Here's the snap, and there's the kick. Not a great kick. It's a line drive. Hits the ground. Takes a good Cougar roll inside the 15. Down to the 12 is where it'll be first and 10 for the Lions with two timeouts. Three minutes and eight seconds to go, trailing by six here in this fourth quarter ball game of the TSSAA first round of the playoffs. What a game it's been for both teams. Yeah, it's been a heck of a game. For so long, it stayed seven to six, and then we've had a lot of action here in the third and fourth quarter. Late third quarter, and it didn't start until a long way into that third quarter. Burton Moore, the sophomore quarterback. In the shotgun formation, Caden McCoy on his right hip. There's the snap. He's looking to throw. 
He's got his man, K.J. Frierson, a completion. He's going to pick up minimal yards there Route up three. to the 15. So it'll be third and seven. I mean, excuse me, second and seven. Good catch by Frierson. That ball was underthrown. He it came was. back to it. Here's Burton Moore. Takes the shotgun snap. Looking to throw. Steps up, throws it. Complete. Another minimal gain Morris up to the, about there. the 19. A pickup of four. So it's going to be third and three for the Lions. It's manageable. Third and three. Clock runs at 234 and counting. We'll call another play about like that. Those, those, those quick passes are going to work for Columbia. It's just about the time. It's going to run a lot of time off the clock. Burton Moore in the shotgun. Takes a snap. Looking to throw. No pressure. Going deep. Trying to get Jordan Davis deep and overthrows decision. everybody. It's a bad decision right there to go deep on third and three. Now fourth and three. You got to go, go. Yep, you do. Only got two timeouts left. You got to go for this. Clock stopped at 2.14 to go. Here in this fourth quarter ball game, Columbia trailing 21 to 15. It's a ball game. Crowd gets up over here on the home side for the Cougars. Everyone's standing, even on the Columbia side. This is the play of the game for the Lions. Burton Moore. He throws, and his receiver falls down. It's going to turn over on downs. He was trying to get Jamar Morris on the far sideline, and that's going to do it. It's going to give the Cougars excellent field position at the 19-yard line where they'll have it first and 10. And basically all they got to do is take a knee, right? Unless Columbia calls their timeouts, which at this point. They've got two, right? Is, yeah, they do have two, but it's unnecessary. Wow. Doggone it. Doggone it. Unfortunate. Jamar, he was trying to get Jamar Morris on the far sideline. Would have been a first down, but Morris fell down. Not sure how he got down on the ground, but by the time the ball was there, he was on the ground. And ball nowhere near ready. They're, gonna, to, they're, they're not going to take a knee. They're, they're going to try and score we're again. Matched, we're not lined up right to this Dominique set. Reed is lined up in the Wildcat. And Jason Barnett right. tackles him after a yard gain. Coach Goff is taking his timeouts. They stopped the clock. Mm. 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 Don't know how much good it's going to do, but a minute 59 to go. Columbia with one timeout left. Wow. Down by six. You know, I mean, the, the best you could probably ask for is, you know, get a fourth down right here, hold them to a field goal attempt and block it. Pop the ball out. That's that too. You know, get a get a block on a, on a field goal attempt and try and take it the other direction after that, after the recovery. Can't, can't advance that football after a, after that, but that'd certainly give you at least a little bit of life probably with, you know, I don't know, less than 30 seconds in the ball game. Maybe there's a bad snap. Maybe we could get a bad snap. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. So many opportunities that you look back on in this game where Columbia's just played a heck of a game. You got a just great, great play from uh, the Columbia's uh, the team tonight. You know, been out of the playoffs for a year and 
make it back with a 7-3 record. And uh, had a good chance tonight. Had a good game plan. Have played, have played this team better, really, than uh, when you look at Centennial on tape. It looks like they just dominated so many of their teams they played this year with an 8-2 record. Uh, but not they haven't dominated Columbia. Here's the Wildcat snap to Dominic Reed as he goes across the middle, pushes his way inside the 15 down to the, about the 11-yard line is where they stop the clock. And... Uh, Columbia takes their last timeout with 1.56 to go here in this ball game. Be about third and two. So even if you, you know, you can't. You, I mean, if you're Centennial, you have to keep going. You have to pick up a first down. You have to because otherwise, if you kick a field goal right here, um, it puts you up by nine nine and that would you know that might be what they're looking to do it'd be a two possession ball game yeah, opportunity I mean, that's what i was saying the best case scenario is block a field goal here can't stop the clock though that's the the deal here right. after this one i mean they'll have the you get it 25 maybe, second play clock maybe 30 seconds well and we've seen what Caden mccoy can do we know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Throw it to him. I don't care about that record breaking Russian record, you know. Throw it to him, let him go, 70. Shoot. It's gonna be uh you know, Columbia not completely out of it here, but it's a uh, tall tree to climb. On our last dime here. Yeah. I'd call it a nickel. Let's see what we got. And it's Dominic Reed who's going to still play the Wildcat formation for the Cougars as it's third and two from the Lions' 12-yard line. Almost came across on the hard count from Reed. He's trying to draw the Lions off. Play clock down to 10. Can't jump. There he goes. And he's going to walk into the end zone. Touchdown, Centennial. That's it. Wow. What a shame. What a shame. He just takes that that wildcat snap around the right side and scores for the Cougars to make it now 27 to 15 with 1.52 to go. And they come on for the extra point attempt. Oh, man. Rough way to end it. Oh, gone it. Oh. There's the snap, set, kick, and it is hits the upright, and it's no good. That's where the score will remain, 27 to 15. 27 to 15. Well, we get a return here, and we get the onside, onside kick, kick, and we're good to go. Still not out of it. Still a, a surprisingly a minute, good amount of time on the clock, yeah, really. Minute 52 left. I would think Centennial. <laughs> Probably not going to kick it deep. They didn't manage that right. They didn't manage that, that yeah. time right. You, you, keep, you pick up that first down, you go down, you take a knee, it's over. Now it's not over. Yeah. Yeah, that's all they had to do instead of score. But with a chance to get a touchdown. <laughs> 
what would you do? You know, I don't know. That's true. Oh, me. Wow. So Dominic Reed's had enough of those this year. He's had a lot of those, so yeah. probably not smart on him to go in, but yeah. we'll take it. Still got life. Yeah, fantastic effort here on behalf of the Columbia Lions, the number three seed in Region 55A, facing the number two seed in Region uh, 65A. Justice Haggard and Caden McCoy stand at their 10-yard line. You've got to return this. Surely it'll be kick a squib it, kick. If they kick it back there. Let's see. Here's the kick. And he does a short kick. It's going to be Haggard at his 20. And there's a block in the back. They didn't call it, thank goodness. Haggard gets up to the 35-yard line where Columbia will have it now first and 10. So you get it to McCoy and let him go 60 yards. I saw you try and set up a screen to Caden right here and see if he can break a couple tackles and take it the distance. That would be my suggestion. Well, he's done it before. He did it in this game in the first quarter. Third play of the game. So now with 1.46 to go here in the fourth quarter. Columbia trailing 27 to 15. Burton Moore in the shotgun. Caden McCoy on his left hip. Here's Moore looking to throw. And he's sacked. He is sacked at the 24-yard line. Goes Burton Moore. No chance. Yeah, the offensive line gave up right there. No fight in him whatsoever left. Seems Man. like. Yeah. The clock just rolls now. No sense of urgency at all. A seven-yard loss on that play. Miller's still in this ballgame. Second and 17. They don't seem like they want to be in it. I don't know why you wouldn't. You still have a shot if you score. Come on. Somebody score. Here's Burton Moore looking to throw. Gets it to McCoy. A little short pass. McCoy makes a move. He makes a, re a reverse move. And still on his feet. Up to, up to the 37-yard line goes Caden McCoy. Clock running at 49 seconds to go here in the game as the Lions get on the ball. Third and eight for the Lions. Clock down to 40. Burton Moore needs to take the snap. There he goes. He's throwing to Jordan Davis, and it's complete, but not much yardage there. Picks up one yard on the play. Fourth and, fourth and seven. Clock to 25. Come on. Snap the ball. No urgency. 17 seconds. There's the snap. And he's being pressured. He's going to go down again. That's the way the game's going to end right there. Another sack for the Centennial Cougars as they're going to be That's victorious it. as the clock down to zero. But what an effort by the Columbia Central Lions. What a great season they've had. They're going to finish at seven and four, but making it to the playoffs. And uh, 
don't hear anything they're saying, but written, <laughs> um, the Centennial fans are happy for sure, and they should be. Uh, they've won this ball game. Yeah, just not great people. They're congratulating each other, both teams congratulating each other on the field, the coaches congratulating one another, and ball game on this first round of the TSSAA playoffs. Centennial wins 27 to 15 here at Centennial High School. Hate it for these seniors. There's, there's 12 seniors for the Lions that have played their last game as a Columbia Central Lion. Uh, Lewis, I know you know how that feels to play your your last game in a playoff game. Uh, uh, it's not a good feeling. But, no, it's not. But, you know, you got this far. You got to the playoffs. It's, you know, not everybody – not everybody makes the playoffs, for sure. You know, there's a lot of teams that would love to be where Columbia is right now. Not on the losing end, but just the opportunity to play. Yeah, the season they had, and they go from three and seven to seven and three. To, well, I guess seven and four in one year. But you made the playoffs. What an outstanding season uh, from Columbia. And I think the future's bright under head coach Darius Golf. Yes, he has. It has been fun to watch him and his coaches and and all the players all year long to do what they've been able to do to uh, you know you look back at the season um, you know that first game Marshall County it seems like forever ago you know we didn't score any points and you just kind of wish you had that one back and then a couple of weeks later you know facing Shelbyville who's who's gone on to win tonight that's where Centennial will play next week in Shelbyville but you know you had the opportunity 29-27 against Shelbyville to get that victory, and he probably would have been hosting Hillsboro tonight. Yeah, could have been, which yeah. obviously was a pretty easy victory for for Shelbyville, and we could be in a different situation here. Right, and you know, you even I look at that Telahoma game. I, I think that was an anomaly or something because we just I I thought we played better than you know what that score showed yeah. at Telahoma, and. <laughs> and, and then, you know, we went on a run. You know, we've had a four-game win streak here, uh, right? Wasn't that four? Or is that – that was – Yes, was four. We started three. It started, went, went back-to-back, wins, loss, wins, loss. And then in the beginning of the season, throughout the first half of the season, and then uh, went on a four-game win streak to close out the year and got ourselves into the playoffs. Um, great response from, from, from this team midway through the season to – go on that four-game win streak and um, put on the showing that they did. A lot of exciting moments in this season. And like I said, Trarius Goff has, has flipped this record. Same players on the same group, uh, same team here, and flipped the record from 3-7 and seven to 7-3. Seven and three. That's a, a four-game difference right there uh, in a 10-game season, which is a lot. Um, so these guys got nothing to be sad about. Uh, you know, even though they do, especially if you're a senior. But, you know, especially for, for the younger guys, the freshmen, sophomores, and juniors. <laughs> this is always, you know, the, the worst part for me is, you know, you, you're sad about the season ending. You do finally get a little bit of a break. Um, but it yeah, it's is been very, going since July, right? It is very little. No, you start back I know, right but it's, it's in January. Been, but it's been going. They've been really at it, you know, in football mode yeah. since the end of July. Right. So, but you're in there from January to November here when, when it's over. Um, 
So these guys will, you know, a lot of them play basketball. A lot of them going to be playing basketball. Dravius Hall playing basketball. Jordan Davis playing basketball. Not sure if Cade McCoy is still playing basketball. I know he did previously. Um, but these guys have uh, got a quick turnaround to uh, get back to playing some football, getting ready for the 2024 football season. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Hate it for these seniors. Yeah. Uh, hate it for Malik Smith. Hate it for Caden McCoy. We're losing a lot of good guys here. Tristan Harden on this team and, uh, you know, so many others. Like you said, 12 of those guys. And um, it looks like Dr. Steele actually talking to the entire team there uh, in the group. And great season, nonetheless. Had, had, had Centennial on the ropes, too, here on TV. And, uh, you know, a team that was favored by a lot more than what they showed here tonight. Columbia with a great fight, led this game really for the entire time. And you know, the, the, the 27 to 15 score doesn't even, you know, even though that's not really a, a huge difference in the score, it was a lot closer than that was too. No doubt about it. And uh, my hat's off to the Columbia Central Lions and hats off to you, Lewis, for being able to work with you this year. We've, this has been a ball, been a blast for, for us to be able to call these games and you know, it's uh, maybe it's not the end of it. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's it's uh, it's it's a lot of work. Maybe on on behalf of you, it's it's just a lot of been a lot of fun for me to uh, follow this team and and to you know, it's always it's it's always good and always better when you win. But uh, you know, there is a lot of character building in this game. You know, you 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 get a lot of character built from you know getting from having a loss. And, you know, facing adversity and, and overcoming that and coming back out to, you know, win the next game or to win the next play. You know, you might lose on a play and then you turn it around and you do something good on a play. So it's just fun to see young guys and these coaches work with them. And uh, it's been fun calling it here with you and uh, to be able to bring this to the folks. It's It's been a lot of fun. But unfortunately, there's only one team that can – move on and tonight that was Centennial High School and they will go on to play Shelbyville next week in the second round. We still got a name of a, a player of the game got to give to Caden McCoy uh, I'm 67 yard screen touchdown to on the first possession and then the 100 yard uh, kickoff return there to put the Lions back up 15 to 14 after the two point conversion that right there is the play of the game the 100 yard uh, kickoff return for a touchdown for sure from Caden um, but uh, tonight's Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia player of the game, Caden McCoy. Um, I'm sure, you know, total yards, he's close to 200. I know he had uh, 20 on the ground in the first half for sure. 67-yard screen pass, 100-yard return. He's up there near 200 yards of total offense. Um, but, yeah, Caden, Caden McCoy, tonight's Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia player of the game in the last uh, Caring Hearts Home Health Care of Columbia player of the game of the season. He probably had six of them uh, on this 11-game schedule. Yeah, congratulations to Caden McCoy and look forward to hearing and seeing what he does in his future. I know it's going to be bright. He's got anybody listening. He needs some more offers. Nobody's got two offers from TSU and a D2 school. It's unbelievable that he doesn't have uh, any any looks from from some power five schools. Hopefully somebody's listening to me right now that changes that. Go, 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 go check this kid out. He's insane. Without a doubt. All right. Well. I think we're good. That's done. We're, it's a wrap, right? Yeah. Unfortunately. 
It's a season-ending loss here in the playoffs, but at least it was the playoffs. That's right. uh, Last year was a whole different season when you go three and seven and and don't make the playoffs. Yeah, you're lucky you weren't involved. Yeah, I know it. I know it. Yeah, I'm I'm glad. Definitely definitely a better year. I was glad to come back, but I missed a couple of them this time myself. But anyway, so it's been fun. We've enjoyed it. And, uh, again, your final score here at Centennial High School, Centennial Cougars 27, your Columbia Central Lions 15. For Lewis Maddox, I'm Lee Maddox. We appreciate you listening and to all of our sponsors and hope that you'll continue to support your Columbia Central Lions. And uh, it's basketball season, right? That'll be next. We'll play basketball. So maybe you'll be calling some of those games. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But anyway, we've enjoyed it. And signing off from Centennial High School, this is Columbia Central Lions football on the Front Porch Sports Radio Network. is WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your home for the Columbia Central Lions for over 75 years.